Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Carrie, mother in death, but was like, one Native American. And she sounded like an old Jewish mom <laughs> for some reason. One Native, listen, Carlos, I got to tell you one thing. If I don't find you, yourself a nice coil, find yourself a nice coil, and all of a sudden, I'm olive oils as well. And uh, yeah, we're Native American. Uh, I'm a Lipan Apache Native American, so that's my main thing. It's about Mexican because they co-mingled. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm part uh, Choctaw. Okay. Like one one sixteenth or something, like to a point where it doesn't even really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all honky. Yeah, you are. You dumb honky. That's a good way to start the podcast. All right, from Edom Call, you might be part horse. <laughs> we don't know. I was gone before that happened. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that story. I think it's a man with a horse. It right? doesn't. It doesn't matter. As <laughs> a man and a horse, begin the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. We are at episode eighty, guys. Eighty. The big eight zero. Big ocho. You know, a lot of podcasts don't make it this far. That's true. A lot do, but a lot don't. Well, we've technically done more than 80 episodes because of October Ramos, but right. you know. We don't count those. Those are special. Yeah. I'm going to jump in real quick because Ocho's eight. Just to make it sure you know that. I do know okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was a dodgeball reference. Thinly veiled. It's Ochenta if you want to do 80. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just saying. Spanish. Hey, guys. Carlos is here. Hey. <laughs> Making his record fourth appearance on the show. Holy smokes, really? Yeah. We have a special golden crown for you. You do not. No, we don't. It's, it's Carlos lot. Muertos. Yeah. A.K.A. Carlos Rodella. That's the name you gave me? Yep. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, if I have to. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. This is going to be exciting. Gonna I'm be so good excited day. to talk to you two about the two movies we're going to talk about. I know it's coming out later, or it's coming <laughs> later in, in the podcast. But right. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to say the words. <laughs> um, so for people who may not have heard you on the show before, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Wait, hold on. Okay, we, we Tony's have, got a thing. I got to do something first. Tony's got a, some bookkeeping. I want to start out by thanking our Patreon patrons. Of course. Uh, those are Max Zaleski, Skeptical Crypto, and Kevin Nazgoda. Kevin, you come at me at Twitter again, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Your sticker is coming. I've got it. I got to get the envelope. Check is in the mail. <laughs> I swear to God, they're coming. I, I swear on, on somebody's life. I won't say a family member. I swear on Carlos's life. No, you don't. <laughs> I saw that thumb, Taylor. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor, if somebody else would like to become a patron, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can get exclusive content, including exclusive Patreon-only video reviews. Did we mention they are exclusive? Super exclusive, like mm -hmm. a fucking nightclub with a velvet rope and shit. Our most recent, uh, actually our first video review. Our only we, video yeah, review. Yeah, our, our, our only video review we just recently did for the uh, all-female directed and written anthology film uh, XX or XX. Those no seconds. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, uh, little is a or no, I guess you know for a dollar they get to see that too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just a, a dollar, guys, and uh, you know, come and go as you please. We'd appreciate it if you stayed on long term, but if you want to just donate for a couple months, that's great too. It uh, really helps us do the show, make sure all of our equipment is constantly working, so we can bring you some quality uh, nonsense stuff. What's it say here about stickers? 
Yeah, special stickers. Well, they're decals. Just for that. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be basically, you know, buy a sticker for a dollar, which is actually cheaper than we sell them on the website for. So. Yeah. So you're you're up a dollar, really. Yeah. <laughs> you're gaining money. You're making deal. money yeah. by, by doing this. <laughs> Why are you not doing it? I'm sure there's a flawed logic in there somewhere, but, you know, we're not accountants. <laughs> I work in accounting, but, I, but yeah. I'm not an accountant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yes. Taylor. Or not Taylor. Carlos. Fuck you, Taylor. Or Taylor, too, as I like to call myself. <laughs> that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> I think that's an honor. I think, you should, I think he's stealing my identity. You he's going to cut off my face. <laughs> oh, that's going to come up later. A couple times, kind of. Well, we'll get into it. Well, hey, I'm Carlos Sedola. Hi. Hi, Carlos. <laughs> not Taylor, too. Uh, I do things on the internet, you know, like a video game podcast called the Video Game Break Podcast. Right. Uh, I do videos, comedy. I work at Microsoft right now, so I do videos for them. And you have a new app, right? And I have a new app. Thanks for plugging it. <laughs> Almost. It's called Near Me. It's on iOS. And basically, it's an app that helps you uh, helps bring people together based on likes. So you basically put a bunch of likes in. Uh, it could be, let's say, a get out and pizza or whatever, Hell right? Yeah. And then when you're near people that have those same likes. When you're near pizza. <laughs> or pizza. You can like literally just, it, it says you have connections and you can go and meet the person. So the idea is, oh, this is crazy. Get off of the internet or get out of your phone and actually talk to people. I don't like that. Meet up. You don't like that idea? <laughs> the app's not for Taylor. And you're on Android anyhow. So it's just. easier to I troll people from behind your phone, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just that, too. It's it's a bunch of cool stuff, and it's called Near Me. Check it out on iOS. Uh, it will be Android later in the year, but yeah, that's a, one like word, what right? I'm working on. One word, two E's. Uh, three E's, technically. Yeah, but two E's at the end. Taylor, can you just... Taylor okay. one, I, get out of here. I, <laughs> Taylor two is Semantics talking. are... Make the world go round. <laughs> no, the two E's at the end of the M... M two E's is because then the two little E's face each other like little faces. Oh, it's oh. two E's on 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 me. On me. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like N E E R. See, it is good that we cleared this up. Yes. Thanks, Taylor One. You want to just spell it out? <laughs> N E A R M E E. There you go. Go to the App Store, download near me, and get pizza. Yeah, that's not what it's for. Well, hey, maybe. we got pizza. Look at that. Hey, Look at that. Oh, let's get. Let's have a hand for, the pizza. for that. We we'll use near me for that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, anything else new and exciting for you other than the app? I mean, a bunch of stuff, but it'll just bore everybody. I'll put links in the show notes for you guys to go send off to people. You're not writing our show notes. I said, I'll send you links and you can put them in there. Yeah, I might do that. So you said you're working at Microsoft. What they have you doing there? Oh yeah, that's, it's been really fun. Uh, I work for Microsoft studio. So the games that we publish, uh, first party titles and even some third party developer stuff. Um, I do videos. So I've done videos for like um, State of Decay, which the new one is coming out soon. I can talk about it a little bit. You guys played State of Decay? I feel like I've heard of, oh, of it. Great the... zombie game. Okay. But it's basically a strategy game. So it's like how you, like The Walking Dead, how you manage the people and stuff in your party. So it's not um, just like action slashing no shooting zombies heads and shit that's in there but it's mainly a strategy game it's like having enough resources going out finding stuff if you die you die like that kind of stuff like permadeath um it's really cool and so the next one's coming out so i'm doing videos for that nice um so yeah it's it's cool i get to work with a bunch of really great people and the producers on these fun games so use some of my weird skills to make uh, stuff for microsoft nice yeah it's pretty sweet pretty cool yeah. um yeah, you know, we were just talking about uh, Resident Evil before we turned the mics on. Um, oh, and yeah. I think that's that's where you and I can meet on Resident Evil. It's, we can talk it's about exciting that for a second. Thing. It is exciting. It's, Resident Evil, the new one, 7, for PS4, Xbox One, uh, and computers, 
is and for the virtual reality mm-hmm. is freaking incredible. Yeah, it's uh like I was really apprehensive about the first person aspect because those those types of games usually turn me off. Yeah. Um but uh you know, I've I'm a I'm a lifelong well not lifelong, but I've I've been a fan of Resident Evil since its inception. Um and so the fact that it's kind of getting back to its roots of just scaring the piss out of you. Right. Um and then yet still having those weird things. Yeah. Like, here's a weird eagle key that you need to put in the door to get out. Like, oh, get out. Call ahead. Hey, hey. Call for it. He's going to be doing um, that the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's got that Resident Evil-isms in it, mm-hmm. right? And then at the same time, it's scary. Yeah. And it makes you feel, you know, freaked out again, so. Yeah, definitely a different type of story, too. I mean, yeah. like, uh, you know, you're, 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 in the past, you've been somebody who's, well, as I say, you're you're a person that's stuck in a place, and I guess that holds true to this one. But I don't know; it's 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 different somehow, maybe in, in a way that I can't quite explain. But it's it's well, good. I, yeah, I think I can help you. Is that is that it's got a lot more of the Western sensibilities now. So they like this, and Taylor one would like this is because uh, I'm Taylor too. <laughs> is that uh, it uses Texas Chainsaw Massacre basically? Like yes. it takes heavily from that, and you're in this like house which isn't too much of a spoiler. And there's like this weird ass family in there. Oh yeah. Tony was telling me about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just wholly changes the the feel of it. You yeah. Know? And then just like little bits of, there's this really great uh, thing that went out. It's called, it was a demo. It's called PT. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Um, so basically it was meant sent for a playable trailer and it was uh, or playable teaser. It was for the new silent Hill game, which never came out. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly creepy and really realistic and first person. You walked down this hallway and it was really creepy. Yeah, and his Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima. And, um, and Guillermo del Toro. Yes, yes, which they are working together still um, in different ways. But but yeah, so that that feels like in Resident Evil as well. Mm-hmm. It's like they borrowed a little pieces of some of the stuff that was already going on. Right. You know? So if you have a chance to check it out, oh my goodness, check out Resident Evil 7. It's really cool. Yeah, I very much recommend it. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's... Uh, uh, a definite recommend for me for your fans too. I mean, like yeah. it's like being in a horror movie. Yeah. Um, if I can jump in here for a second. Speaking of GDT, uh, did you see he tweeted out that Hellboy three is done, not going to happen? I did see that. Yeah, oh. that's that's kind of a bummer. I mean, I I guess I halfway expected it, but yeah, to hear him like put the final nail in the coffin like that. Is just... Yeah, he said he spoke to all interested parties, and it's just not going to happen. Well, I wonder if that meant Ron Perlman because it sounded like he really wanted it to happen. I know he talked with Perlman, and uh, yeah, he said Perlman was on board, but the producers or whoever was just like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, what else has Ron got going on? He's running for president in 2020, he says. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm still rooting for him for Cable and Deadpool 2, though. Oh. Like, I, I really want to see that happen. I think he's perfect for it. Yeah. Him or Stephen Lang. Yeah. That's like, I might have to beef up Stephen Lang, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I think of Ron Perlman because he's so big. Yeah. And yeah. so is Cable. I mean, Cable's a, a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... Anyway, well, any other any other chit chat before we jump into things? I don't think so. I'm dying to jump into things. All right, well, let's start with some horror business. All right, starting out with some real world horror. Uh, here, another local story. Well, semi local. Uh, over on the other side of the Cascade Mountains, on the east side of Washington. Uh, I guess it's more central Washington. 
Yeah, if you if you bisect the state, it's <clears throat> eastern. But um, but in Wenatchee, um, technically well, sunny, sunny slope. slope, which it's it's Wenatchee. Let's 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 not split hairs here. Um, and actually, this story is brought to us by Kevin Nesgoda because duh. <laughs> Yeah, if you know Kevin Nesgoda, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But apparently people are thinking that there might be a Sasquatch. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's, been, that's been ongoing for a while. Right. But they, you know how many times I have to hear about Sasquatch from Kevin? You should just block him. Like like six <laughs> times a day. I think you should stop being friends with him. Like I need like a, like a, I need a Chrome extension that just like every time he says Sasquatch, it says, you know, like puppies or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yeah so they i guess a man named roy bianchi um found what appear to be bigfoot tracks in the snow um he said uh i knew there are bigfoot tracks i'm a believer oh and then he's gonna go justin bieber rap (laughs) and then his then a stiff wind blew up and he had to go chase after his tin hat (laughs) I went there publicly, did it. On record. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, each individual track is about two feet long um, and a couple inches deep. And four so to six. <laughs> so deep, dude. And four to six feet apart, heel to heel. Now, let's be real, guys. You're talking about a creature that is probably like. 15 20 feet tall to have tracks that wide you mean yeah yeah that's that's a long stride uh, come on come on <laughs> come on seriously <laughs> come on come on so you guys are are you guys bigfoot believers Not or me. believers like i like to say i'm <laughs> i guess i i'm bigfoot agnostic <laughs> okay yeah i mean you haven't seen one you haven't been disproven either way yeah yeah so i mean i guess I guess you could say the same for me, but I more leaning towards the bullshit angle. <laughs> well, yeah, because here's the deal with any of that kind of stuff, including even Loch Ness, which we don't have to go into. But like, there'd be more something left over if it's a creature. Yeah, it still like leaves things. Like, where's the Bigfoot? Oh wait, can we swear on this? Yes. Fuck no. Okay, so where's the Bigfoot shit? Right. Right. It's obviously shitting. It's an animal person thing. So then, if there's no Bigfoot shit, there's no Bigfoot. <laughs> Where's the Bigfoot shit? And it's like, haven't hasn't all Bigfoot evidence in the past been disproven in one way or another? Has it? it? Like, the, well, there's there's a uh, that video that shows from what back in the '60s is that what it was or '50s maybe showing um, Bigfoot walking through like a clearing the, into the, the, the fam- woods. Yeah, the most famous yeah. video. But that, even back then, they had practical effects. Like people knew how to do makeup. Yeah, you know so. Put on a fucking bear suit and a gorilla mask, and boom, you're Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> but why? Why, who, why would someone do that? Who knows? So that we're talking about on this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> to get money. It's like, oh, I, I've seen barefoot with my own eyes. Uh, buy these plaster footprints. Right. Because like, you're the barefoot, uh, you're at the um, Bigfoot uh, gift shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Barefoot gift shop is a totally different thing. <laughs> um, so wasn't there a whole TV series about this? No, that's the movie. (laughs) Well, there's a TV show, too. Oh, was there a TV show? Oh, that's right. I watched that shit on the rig. (laughs) I don't... Okay. 
<laughs> but no, there was uh, I think it's called Finding Finding That's Sasquatch, right. or yeah. Finding Bigfoot, Finding Bigfoot, or one of those, yeah. And it's like <clears throat> still on, I think. I think so. Yeah. And they go out there with, and they like bang pieces of wood together. Yep. And then they go, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Pissed off. And the then dog. yeah, then dogs bark. Good thing there's not a Bigfoot here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, wait, by the way, just to, to Taylor's point and to whatever they're doing's point, it did, did make your dog just bark. That's true. So it's a good way to get an animal type I thing. Get, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like the like I said, the tracks are each two feet long, a couple inches deep, and four to six feet apart, heel to heel. Uh, the tracks don't stagger side to side the way human tracks do, but instead are a single column. So again, I say bullshit <laughs> because then you know what i'm picturing i'm picturing uh some kind of creature that has like a wheel of feet that are just spinning in front of each other <laughs> that's creepier right yeah it's like some kind of fucking rube goldberg machine exactly or a very dainty bigfoot like <clears throat> now hit this next step left and right. <laughs> or it's yeah. like or you know like bigfoot like walking down the runway or something do like the supermodel walk or, something. Yeah. or like doing like a dui test <laughs> sorry walking the straight line heel to toe heel to toe <laughs> four to six feet apart um see paul graves who's a bigfoot researcher who is a cr- like that, I think that's technically a cryptozoologist or zoologist. <laughs> well, I think isn't cryptozoologist more like it's broader. I think he's specifically Bigfoot. Sure. But I think a Sasquologist. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you, you would call someone a biologist, but they would have like a maybe a special like marine biologist. Sure. Thing. Exactly. Okay. Um, he says uh, it's not a person on snowshoes. There's no way he could know that. It's it might be a person in snowshoes. Um, then uh, he, he said, "There's no way that you could keep your snowshoe that in line for that far, all the way through that field, perfectly in line." There you go. See, he does know. He's a Bigfoot expert. That is rubbish. You're rubbish. That is absolute nonsense. I don't care. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on this whole thing. <laughs> I've called bullshit in the beginning because if there's no bull- actual shit, then this is yeah bullshit. You're in the shit, man. It's got a shit at some point. <laughs> everything shits. Everything shits. Everything. Poops. Everybody poops. Every everything also pees. Where's the Where's the Bigfoot pee? All right, it should be urine everywhere. <laughs> and you know what? Do you think a uh, a subhuman creature? I mean, uh, to assume let Let's play devil, devil's advocate. Say Bigfoot's real. You would have to assume that the fact that it's that it lives out in the wild, it's a of lower intelligence. It's lower on the evolutionary ladder from humans. Animalistic. Right. Um, do you think that they would be that cunning to hide themselves from from yeah, they humankind would. for they so would, long? They would give two shits, and back to shit again, they would shit and pee where they want because they're freaking animalistic. Right. They don't you have care. a weird obsession with the Bigfoot bodily shit? functions of a Bigfoot. It's a new thing to me, too. I'm, I'm just as <laughs> He's learning things about himself all the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, I just can't wait for all the, the fucking fallout from Kevin about this. <laughs> First the sticker thing, and now this. I can't wait to see all his reasoning. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, if, if it was a fake track, uh, it would be even, Graves said. These show contours of a live foot. 
My foot. Who says what that? What does that even mean? I think like maybe like the arch of a foot, and maybe maybe there's toes. I don't know. <laughs> so what? I didn't see the track, so I can't can't speak to that. You can but, take. I mean, the contours of a foot. I guess the shape of a foot, and like I said, the arch probably. Like, but you can you can make that. That is something that is easily fabricated. I, I'm just telling you what he's saying. I'm not defending him. I just think these guys are getting conned. It's possible. Um, Dave Hansen, who's the owner of the nearby Summer Blossom Development, um, <clears throat> housing development, I guess. I think so. Uh, says, I'm not a Bigfoot believer, but this is really weird. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> That you've had brilliant insight. <laughs> yeah, guys, like, and I, I saw these uh, footprints. It's weird. All right, my quote's over. It's weird stuff. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I don't know what else to say. Weird, it's weird, wild stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, are we all thinking this is bullshit? Sounds like a non-story. Okay. I'm still. I'm on the fence. Ah, ah you and your fence. <laughs> um. Okay. So, not Bigfoot. That's that's our conclusion. Maybe Bigfoot. It's probably, probably not probably Bigfoot. Not. Show me the shit. <laughs> so Ryan Murphy has revealed the theme of American Horror Story Season 7, and it's not quite what anybody was expecting. No, definitely not. Uh, he appeared on the show Watch What Happens Live, and he said the next season is going to be about the election that we just went through, so I think that will be interesting for a lot of people. I feel like you could just create a election 2016 documentary and split it up into 13 parts and call it good. And call it American Horror Story. Exactly. And that will happen too. Believe me, those are yeah. going to be coming. Yeah, I feel like our kids are going to be watching those documentaries in school, assuming we all live that long and, you know, we don't all get Dying killed. Nuclear holocaust oh, in the next four years. <laughs> yeah. I actually think it'll be sooner than that, but yeah. yeah. This sounds very interesting. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's been calling it American Horror Story Election. I don't know if that's an official title. I don't... And Murphy didn't say anything about the title itself. I saw a title card on... Uh, facebook earlier today i think maybe bloody disgusting paint uh posted it i don't know if it was official yeah uh, they're gonna start filming in june when asked if if donald trump was going to be a character or if there was going to be a character based on donald trump he said maybe that sounds like yes that's a yes yeah i mean you I, have to they're not be. about yeah. yeah otherwise he specifically said based on this election we just went through yeah so like not just Trump, but Hillary. They both have to be characters. Yeah. Like, and it, it's you can't say this this particular election and then not have characters that reflect the real life people. Yes. Yeah. Then you, then it's just an election. <laughs> it's so perfect for the name of the series, though. <laughs> yeah. Horror story. I mean, American horror we, story yeah, too. Yeah. Totally. Uh, he went on to t give more details to The Hollywood Reporter, saying, What needs to happen in our country now is for people to listen to each other. We may not always agree with each other, and we may be horrified by what the other side is doing, but we have to move toward understanding. So that's one example of what I'm going to do. 
And then all of the stuff that I'm developing now is going to be about illuminating and highlighting people who don't have a voice in our culture, people who are ignored by the current administration and who are afraid and feel terrorized that their lives are going to be taken away. It's so fucking awesome, dude. <clears throat> so people like Americans. <laughs> yeah. But no, but seriously, I mean, this is uh, something we talk about a lot. Me and my friends who do comedy sketches and stuff like that and comedians and stand-ups. It's like it's in the realm right now of entertainment and comedy as well to be this voice because mm -hmm. it's such a weird, tumultuous time that um, entertainment really can do a lot. Yeah. Like the movies we'll talk about later, you know. Um, they really can shine a light on stuff and say, hey, this is entertaining, but also like I'm actually thinking about something different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And I think that's uh, why things like, uh, you know, like The Daily Show and Saturday Night Live and, you know, the, the, the like the late night shows that are really sticking it to Trump um, and, you know, and you're just being really politically vocal. Um, I think they're so important because they do bring that entertainment element, but mm -hmm. also keep people informed. That's what John Oliver does, right? So last exactly. week or whatever tonight, he he just he makes you laugh, and then he's like tells you something that's terrifying about that's really happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you can deal with it. Again, I'm gonna kind of spoil early or later, but Get Out does that too. I think where you feel freaked out, but then you can laugh a little, mm -hmm. and I think that's really important. That's how you get to you get to people that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of you know lower their defenses. I guess it's that might be the wrong way to phrase it, but you know it, it's. It makes you think without preaching to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ryan Murphy is, is a gay man, so it's not all that surprising that he's going to be, you know, he says these people who are um, uh, people who are ignored by the current administration. Right, Obviously, right. you know, you gays and transgenders, I'm sure, are going to be included in that. Uh, well, half the cast are gays and trans <clears throat> transgenders. That's true. I mean, you've got Lady well, Gaga. No transgender that I think. Who of, is, but... you know, a, a gay icon. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Matt, I, I can't remember any Matt of Matt Bomer, Dennis O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare, that's the one I was thinking um, of, yeah. You, I mean, he's he's not transgender, but he played a transgender person. That's true, yeah. Or transsexual. I, honestly... We could have a whole I, podcast I, about that. I have to admit my ignorance and, and admit that I don't know the difference. Or like, I know there is a difference. I just don't know which one's which. We could go into it, but then I'm not sure how much your audience wants to know. But yeah. it's just basically like if you how you see yourself as male or female. Okay. Um, and then there's actual things you can do to your body that changes your body. But which so one's which? Transsexual, I believe, is the actual when you do the pre-op stuff and you actually do some physical changes. Okay. Transgender is just you know whatever gender you associate yourself with. Got so it. if you okay. see yourself as female and you're male, then you're transgender female. Okay. I might be totally wrong, but I think I'm right. <laughs> I'll take your word I, I, don't, I don't know well enough to, to correct you, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But um, either way, I think this is great that that will be represented in this. I'm wondering just how, though. Like, because I've watched the series before. It's not always for me. Certain seasons I like better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other seasons I just don't get into at all. But um, I just wonder, what's the, what do you guys think the horror angle is going to be? Yeah, that, that's my big question, too. That's what's throwing me for a loop. I mean, you know, they've gotten moderately... Maybe political is not the right word, but, you know, um, getting involved in, like, real-life affairs when, you know, they did American Crime Story with the O.J. Simpson. Mm -hmm. um, and I th They're doing a second season of that, too, which I think is Monica Lewinsky. Mm. Is it? I thought I heard it was, like, the Menendez brothers. I don't know. I could be wrong. Probably am, but I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, so I mean, not necessarily current affairs, but real life stuff, mm-hmm. not not just um, fantasy based on you know folklore. Yeah, like they have been. Um, did anybody other than me watch my Roanoke, Roanoke Nightmare? I started mm-hmm. to, but I didn't finish it. Oh, I really liked it. I think I got about four episodes in. Okay, which is about where I usually get. Yeah. What was it on? What's it on? It's um Netflix or Oh no, uh, I no. don't think it's on Netflix yet. Oh, okay. It probably will be at some point, but um no, I mean basically the the general gist of it is it's 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 based around right reality TV. Mm. Which I guess is <clears throat> a good kind of segue from what American Horror Story has been in the past and what it's shooting towards, you know, f- doing something so uh current and palpable like a like the election. Mm-hmm. doing something that's so popular like reality TV. Um, but it basically focuses on it's um, it's like a documentary focusing on this couple that moves into this house in Roanoke, Virginia. Or, not, yeah, Roanoke. Um, and it's it, it, it brings in the whole Croton legend. Are you familiar with that mm-hmm. at all? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind it's of... a legend. Yeah, basically, it's a, a whole village of colonists that just disappeared. Nobody knows where they went. Um, it's based around that. Um, it, it starts out with, like I said, it's um, more of a documentary rather than reality TV. Focuses on this the retelling of this couple living in this house that is haunted by these colonists, basically. Um, but then halfway through the season, it kind of flips and it turns into real life to where they take the actors from the show, like the, the retelling and the real life people make them go live in the real house together. And then you find out that all these ghost stories were actually real. Like they weren't just bullshitting. Wow. That's cool. So yeah, it was, it was really creative, really new for the show. I thought, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was some mixed reviews in general, I think, but, I thought it was pretty good. I, I heard pretty good things. Like I said, I, I watched a handful of episodes. I like the ones I watched. I just, just, I kind of forgot to keep up with it. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like a loss of interest. Mm-hmm. And there's so many damn shows. Yeah. There it's is. crazy. There, I'm having trouble just keeping up with the shows that I actually like. Like, you know, even to just watch more, like new shows, it's hard to do because they're already shows. Yeah. They're part of my schedule. <laughs> yeah. And you're binge watching a, a whole season of something. You're like, I got to finish this first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, do you guys see the trailer for Stranger Things too? Yeah. Yes. So good. Anyways, don't want to derail yeah. us. Um, I mean, like, uh, you know, as terrifying as the election was, it doesn't really lend itself to the horror genre per se. Right, right. No. So I'm wondering, you know, how, like, like Carlos said, how that's going to incorporate... Also, as far as like the Donald Trump as a character, I wonder if it's going to be like Donald Trump or like Ronald Humph. <laughs> I think it'll be that now because that sounds amazing. And you know, Schmillery Schmlinton. Well, it's like Schmillery. <laughs> it could be a name. no one named Schmillery. I almost wonder if just based on how people view Donald Trump, um, if it might be like an Antichrist type thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. You could oh. go, you could go really dark with it, yeah. and um, because it is fucking dark in real life, and you could make it like, well, let's just take this to the next level, and you know, maybe his horns pop out, maybe there's <laughs> horns, maybe there's <laughs> horns. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can go that route with it. <clears throat> um, actually, speaking of like, what version of uh, a Trump or something like would th- could this be? Uh, a really cool game called Watch Dogs, uh, Watch Dogs Two, actually, 
uh, came out a little while ago, and it based a lot of the gameplay. It's like an open world GTA style game mm-hmm. based on the real world stuff. So like Snowden, Snowden is in there. Oh, yeah. like, oh wow! That guy who sold all, took all those pills and sold them back to people at really expensive prices. That douchebag, yeah, like sure, he's in there. or something. Yeah, and you can like hack all of them. The reason I say that is there's like a senator or something in there who is basically Trump, and they just it totally doesn't sound like his name. It's not like a you know, schmabble schmump. <laughs> Um, but it's it's that same kind of like oh here's a big political figure who's being you know weird or terrible or whatever and let's kind of make our own version of him. But again, for it to be not just a political drama like House of Cards, this needs to be like fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't mind it just being like he like the horns pop out at some point and like all the trans, gay, and minority people just like kill him. <laughs> like that's the ending. Bernie Sanders is like out in front. <laughs> yeah, he might be played he's, by Larry he's David. He's pretty old, you know. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of like being like an antichrist type thing because then you've got, you know, the Bible thumping vice president who sided with him and his maybe like his conflict of, uh, you know, his political aspirations versus his his uh, faith. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that could be a good good take on it. Let's call uh, Ryan up and tell him. <laughs> I got ideas, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, I mean. Uh, you know, our last episode, we kind of joked about r- writing our own Friday the 13th movie because Paramount can't fucking get their shit together. Well, I started doing it. Oh, good. I'm currently writing it, and it's going well. It's going... Is it... It is going, yes. <laughs> is it Friday the 14th? <laughs> no. Okay. It's uh, Saturday the 14th. I know. That's a good... Have you seen that movie? No. That's a movie. I know it is. Oh, Okay. We should watch that and, and talk about it on the podcast. I'm, we're going to need lots of liquor for that. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying you're writing a movie. Oh, which I, I, I wrote the opening scene, which... You didn't write it. You stole it from me. I didn't steal shit from you. <laughs> I wrote about three quarters of that fucker. Um, you stole the idea from me. Oh, fuck off. You stole the concept. Tell you what, I'll give you $5 when I make all my money. No, you will give me co-writing credit. <laughs> I'll give you. Sto- You'll give me points on the back end. I'll give you. St- I don't know what that means. Story but- <laughs> by, or story inspired by. That's what you get. Just inspiration. <laughs> but no, I'm 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 working out characters. Um, I I thought maybe I'd just free write it, but it, I'm I'm gonna do like a, a storyline first, and then work from there. But I, I I'm coming up with some pretty good ideas. I'm I'm impressing myself, and it's I really think that if we can f- finish it and get it made you know, probably just on our own, you know, no special financing. I'm going to, I'm going to prove that you can make a good Friday the 13th movie for little to no money. That's my goal. Do it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking the way it's going. I think (laughs) that like true Friday the 13th fans will really like what I'm doing. So that's probably at least a year away. (laughs) Yeah, but do it. I mean, again, I was listening to, I'm flash forwarding all the time. I'm sorry, but I was listening to Jordan Peele talk about Get Out on the Nerdist podcast, and mm-hmm. he was saying that same thing. He was like, if you have an idea that they aren't doing and you want to see out there, then write it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's always been my thing is, like, it's it's not hard. Like, the concept of a Friday the 13th movie is simple. You have Jason, hack and slash, horny teens. I mean, that's it's it's simple. It's, it's a cakewalk. Uh, but they can't seem to capture that the right way so just like well if you if it's not going to be done right then you got to do it yourself you go yeah anyway so uh 
Yeah. Uh, are we done with American Horror Story? Anything yeah. Else? I imagine it'll be out in, uh, it usually comes out in October, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. So look forward in October, probably. Very interested. Yes. All right. Um, anybody who's into like you know buying vinyl, like like movie soundtrack vinyls, or just kind of cool figures that might have like a special limited release, you're probably aware of Mondo. Um, they bring back a lot of like vintage stuff. Carlos, do you, you, yeah, you know yeah, them? Totally, okay, yeah. Um, and uh, Project Raygun, which who I'm not familiar with, are they? I believe they. Um, take like um known properties and distribute them to other mediums Mm. okay so they're basically a licensing agency yeah okay um well those two companies together are working on a board game or a board game based on john carpenter's the thing this is pretty cool yeah um i'm i'm curious to see how they will make a board game out of that but you know um, I'm game. F- I, I'm, I'm game, game for the game. Oh, ah, right that's bad. Oh, come on. I liked it. <laughs> Carlos liked it. He didn't say it was good. Just, I didn't. I just <laughs> Carlos likes it. a lot of bad things. Hey, wait. <laughs> Taylor, you won. listen to this sh- stupid show. That's true. I did. Uh, it's going to be called Infection at Outpost Thirty One, which I that was that was that the name of the the research facility. Has to be. It's been so long since I've seen the thing. I can't believe how long it's been. It has to be. Yeah, that's, I think it it's is. Gotta. <laughs> um, let's see. So I guess this is probably marketing. Uh, the, the tension and mystery of the thing is recreated as players race to discover who among them are infected in the hidden identity gameplay engine. So it's Clue. <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, mm. you know, that's not a, a very descriptive, uh, you know, synopsis. But yeah, it does kind of sound clue esque. Yeah, yeah. I think all board games somehow are clue, though. Fair enough. Clue is like the ultimate board game, if you ask me. Um, Arkham Horror is not clue. You played Arkham Horror? No. It takes like eight hours. <laughs> it's a- I guess Risk is not really clue. Yeah. Oh, fuck Risk. <laughs> Man, like in college, uh, me and a bunch of friends, well, I should say I, should, I was part of it. A bunch of my friends started a risk club. God. And like the the college like okayed it. Like um, they didn't like fund it or anything, but they said, okay, yeah, we'll we'll let you have your club. We'll put you in the uh, the club hand or, you know, the club handbook for the, for the school. Um, but there was always a risk board there. And maybe somebody was playing it now and again, but pretty much we just got together. And f- like we, we reserved, reserved a classroom at the school and we would just get together and fuck around. It was awesome. So it always makes me think of the Seinfeld with Kramer and Newman playing Risk. They like, <laughs> took it on the subway. and like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember one, one meeting of the Risk Club involved me and another guy seeing if we could drink an entire gallon of milk in an hour. Mm. <laughs> it didn't go well. Who puked? Both of you? Uh, he did. I I almost did. I was very close. I had to sit completely still for about 20 minutes. 
Anyway. Um, so uh, Jay Shaw, uh, who's Mondo brand director, said, Game mechanics are an incredibly complicated art form, and we didn't want to enter this space unless we were going to get it right. Luckily, our dear friends at Project Raygun were completely up to the challenge. They've built an incredibly challenging, fast-paced game of paranoia that transports players directly into the film. I mean that uh, I can appreciate that. So yeah, it gives you a little more detail, but I don't know. Fast-paced game of paranoia. What does that mean? It could mean anything. <laughs> but it's even like, a boat. <laughs> but you know, it's like um, the you know the guys at um, uh, Bright Light. Bright Light. You know, I, I appreciate them for what they've done with Mixtape Massacre because the the aspect of creating a, a fully fleshed out board game is difficult. Yeah. Like, did you guys ever have, like, in school you were assigned a project where you had to create a board game based on, like, a lesson that you had or something like yes. that? Yes. You did? Yeah, okay. yeah in science fun. class. Science? Yeah. Okay, I th- I'm, I'm thinking mine was probably, like, English or something. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, you can come up with, like, like a half ass. All I remember is I had disease cards. Disease Ew. cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you, yeah, you always successfully came up with, you know, a... Clue ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the the very most like most basic game you could with the most basic mechanics. You know, is full of holes. You know, uh, game, gameplay wise. So to create something that's like fully fleshed out, like there's answers for every every question that might come up. Like I mean, that's it's a hell of a hell of a, hell of a job to do. I just yeah. remember that I made. Um, it was like a card game. With cardboard cut out, you know, like little pieces of cardboard made little cards out of them. Mm-hmm. And it was wrestling. Nice. And it was like, yeah, like you flip a coin or roll the dice or something and like body slam. And then you got a body slam card and there was a game board. I don't know how that <laughs> works. Something. Yeah. It worked somehow. And somehow like Randy the Metro Man won. That's all I know. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, while we're on the subject, and since you brought up Bright Light, I just want to give them a quick plug and say that, uh, first of all, restocks of Mixtape Massacre are coming March thir- March 15th, if you uh, are looking to order and can't yet. Also, the Black Mask expansion pack uh, is going to be hitting Kickstarter in May. Check out our website, graveplotpodcast.com, for a full breakdown of that. It sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, when, when you know, personally, when I think about how they designed Mixtape Massacre, um, I didn't really know where they'd go from there, but they did. They came up with something that's really interesting. They yeah, kinda... I mean, like Fred, the guy that we had on the show, talked about how they didn't want to just you know add more cards or add more characters. Mm-hmm. They wanted to completely change the way the game is played, and I think they they accomplished that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what it sounds like they did. So, um, let's see where to leave off. Uh, Justin Eric Erickson of Phantom City Creative uh, is handling the art duties. Have you seen any of his stuff? No, it's it. It fits. Yeah. His style really really does fit, and I think he'll do a good job with it. Hmm. Cool. Um, yes. Yeah, so, just to verify, this is like um, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like The Thing from Another Planet or something. No, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, you know, it said... Uh, race to discover who among them are infected in this hidden identity game and all i can think of is like is like is, is the blood test gonna be part of it right yeah and like how do you do that as a board game yeah i mean they have to include that i mean that's you a, have to right crucial part of the movie you know it's interesting this reminds me of a game that just came out for vr um it's called werewolf 
and you and a bunch of people are in a in a virtual room together and you've got to decide which ones are the werewolves and you're trying to like fool each other to be like no i'm a townsperson and like they can see your tells because vr maps your eyes and your kind of movement kind of sounds like that movie devil oh yeah totally yeah but this is like a vr game and then this could lend itself to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like it's more of a, you know, physical version. Yeah. Like tabletop. Tabletop. In your right. It's cool. I mean, I, I love board games. I'm a super big board game nerd. Oh, you? Really? Yeah. Did you know? Um, so, I mean, I'm excited to see more about this. Although it's Mondo, so it's going to be fucking $150. Yeah. And it's going to take a fucking Speaking of which, where's months? my Tiki mug? I don't fucking know. Like that, that email I sent you, that was the last thing I heard. And that was, what, over almost a month ago? When you said it would be showing up in February... Yeah. And here it is. This airs on March 1st. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I paid for it. That's all I know. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, no release date on this or, you know, no time frame looks like, but uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about this as time goes on. So, Stranger Things, as everyone knows, is very strongly influenced by Stephen King. And so, uh, you know, it being a Netflix series, Hulu was like, all right, I see your Stephen King-inspired series, and I raise you... That was me. (laughs) I raise you an actual fucking Stephen King series produced by J.J. motherfucking Abrams. Kabloom. Damn. Checkmate. (laughs) Uh, it's going to be called Castle Drop Rock. It, it is a psychological horror series set in the Stephen King multiverse. Castle Rock combines the mythological scale and intimate character storytelling of King's best-loved works, weaving an epic saga of darkness and light played out on a few square miles of Maine woodland. Of course. Maine, yeah. Is that, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's new uncharted territory for Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castle Rock is an original suspense slash thriller, a reimagining that explores the themes and worlds uniting the entire King canon while brushing up against some some of his most iconic and beloved stories. Uh, for mm. people that may not know, Castle Rock is featured in stories like The Dead Zone, Cujo, uh, The Body, which of course became a movie called Stand By Me, one of the best movies ever, uh, Needful Things, and tons of other novels, short stories. Uh, it's portrayed as kind of an all-American town unsettled by supernatural events. Yeah. Um, and I saw it. Have you se- seen the, the teaser thing? No, but now yes. I want to. It's, it's basically just like flying through. It almost looks like a double helix or something, and it just has all these character names popping up. Oh, okay. But like Pennywise is on there, which that mm. takes place in Derry. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm a little skeptical of this. Just because, I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, like exec somewhere were like, hey, what can we do? Like, like, can we do this again or can we make another Stranger Things? And obviously, they're paying homage to Stephen King totally in mm-hmm. Stranger Things. But the idea of it, it almost feels like a Twilight Zone, which I love Twilight Zone. But like having like all these things taking place in the same universe, is that too much? I think it's kind of like an interwoven anthology. Okay. So they just like... Something might show up from another place. Right. In another one. Like, it's basically every episode is a new story, but they all kind of take place within the same realm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm skeptical. This is. I want to be excited. It's a very familiar concept that I'm trying to 
pinned down in my head and I'm just, I'm spacing on it. I guess but, maybe because it's not new then or do, like will the new stories be super new stories and then they'll just touch on the dead zone. They'll just like Cujo will show up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I feel like uh the name Castle Rock is probably just to draw people in. I, I really doubt that they're going to put much emphasis on stories that have already been told, especially ones that have already been made into films. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, but uh, it had Danny Torrance on there, too. I mean, yeah, Dan- Danny Torrance never went to Castle Rock, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> also, though, I'll back up and shut up because J.J. Abrams. Right. So, But at the same time, you know... The same team did uh, eleven twenty two sixty three, right? Mm. Which should have been fucking amazing, and it was kind of a letdown. It was because um, I did. You happen to read I the book? S- no, I didn't. But I stopped watching the show. And I yeah, like, so oh, did I. Man. I didn't even finish it, and I, I love that book. It's one of my favorite Stephen King books, and mm. I, I couldn't even finish it. I think James Franco was probably the first misstep, <laughs> but I mean, I like James Franco, just not in that story. Yeah. Um, but Castle Rock, yeah, like it says, it's it's a it's featured in a handful. It's it's, it's like Derry. It's another made up town that uh, Stephen King created. Um, I uh, you know I've I've seen all the movies that are based on the books that took place in Castle Rock. The only book I've actually read was ne- Needful Things. Um, but it's uh, it's it. Castle Rock, the way I have pictured it in my head, is actually a smaller town than, like, Derry. Um, Didn't yeah. Stand By Me take place in Oregon? I don't, I don't recall. Know. Or was Fun it just facts. filmed there? It was probably just filmed there, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm still excited, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think what it was, and I think I've figured out what it was, is that Stranger Things was out of nowhere. That's and true. It was, you know, we weren't expecting that. And that's maybe why lots of times things hit like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, yeah, well, we can also do it again <laughs> with Stephen King and his uh, university already has. So that's just a little noise in my back of my head. It's going like, I don't know. But then J.J. Abrams and Stephen King, you know, so. And I, plus, Hulu doesn't have the track record that Netflix has. Yeah. That's true. This is Hulu. This is not Netflix. Yeah. Hulu's most successful shows, I feel like, have been shows that they've bought from other networks. Yeah. Well, now, The Path, I think they did. Didn't they produce The Path? Path. It's like blowing up right now. That, that's one it's about with the Aaron cult. Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, seen right, that, right, right. Yeah. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's weird, he's like part of a cult or something, right? Yeah. He doesn't really want to be. And he's like, the whole first season's about him like trying to figure out what's really going on because he just took it for granted the whole time and it was very compelling and then it started getting a little like uh like uh what's the word like i could see where it's going you mm, know like predictable predictable is what i meant and so then i stopped but now the season two's out i'm thinking about jumping back in again but mm. that's i think uh hulu produce show but yeah they don't have as much like a netflix record yeah yeah netflix has i mean netflix puts out so many shows. It's almost like they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Which is great. But, but like 90% of it sticks. Yeah, <laughs> a lot true. of it's sticking. But uh, just recently, because I just turned it on the other day, and I was like seeing three new series, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, all these are not good. <laughs> so every once in a while now, I think it might be a little too much. Yeah. Right. Well, I know that Netflix, they'll, they do, they do 
what I think Hulu also will do is they will buy um, shows from other countries, like shows that air on like BBC mm. or um, oh yeah, uh, what's it, Channel Four? Channel Four, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they'll they'll run them as Netflix exclusives. That's what they did with Black Mirror. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, they won't call them Netflix originals, like their actual original shows. They'll call them Netflix exclusives. Not to go off on too much of a tangent, but have you seen the one where the uh, Drew Barrymore eats the people? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't started it. Oh, it's it so good? good. So good. Oh, cool. I'm excited. I'll, maybe I'll start. Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's the so guy good. from Justified's in it. Yeah. yeah. Timothy Olyphant. Yeah. Um, it starts off really corny, and you're gonna want to turn it off, but okay. stick with it. It's okay. it gets really funny. Yeah, the trailer was was corny as hell, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it it is corny, but it's it's good. Okay. Um, Castle Rock, it's gonna get a ten episode first season. Uh, they're gonna begin production later this year, so I imagine we'll probably be out sometime around this time next year, probably. Likely, yeah. So you know, check it out. Or, or don't. don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we've talked about they're making another Tremors movie. I think we've talked about it before. I remember talking about Tremors 5, but I don't remember if we talked about it. We probably did. Yeah. We also, there's also making a Tremors TV show, which is not related. Right. And that was going to be... Excuse me. Got the burps. Um, that was an Amazon show, right? Yeah. It's going to be yeah, with, with, with Bacon. With Bacon, yeah. Um, well, Tremors 6... Uh, that uh, has been revealed and some details are coming out. Um, synopsis is uh, Burt Gummer, played by Michael Gross, and his son... Gummer. <laughs> Gummer. Um, and uh, his son, Travis Welker, played by Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. The Jamie a, Kennedy experience. Right, who's, a, yeah, apparently still working. I didn't, I didn't. Good for him. Yeah, good, <laughs> good for him. Um, find themselves up to their ears in graboids and ass blasters. Now... I don't know if you guys knew what ass blasters were. I didn't. I have only seen the first one. You've only seen the first Tremors? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, me too. I so have no I, idea what ass I, blasters are. I was un, unprepared for ass blasting. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Well, the first time. I guess that they find out over the course of the movies that the graboids, that, that the, the worm, that's actually like their pupil stage. Uh, pupa stage. Um and so they act, they've shown like three different evolutions of the graboids. The worm, then they have this one that walks around. It's basically got like a graboid face, but it's got like these hindquarters that look like a mini Tyrannosaurus Rex, like just those, <laughs> you know big muscular like lizard type legs. Yeah. Um, and then the ass blasters, which are graboids. They, um, I think they still have legs, but they grow le- they grow wings, um, and they basically fart <laughs> like they they fart like an explosive fart that propels them into the air, and, the and they basically oh they, they glide. Yeah, what the fuck? And it's just as ridiculous as it sounds, maybe more so. Um, anyway, so uh, yes, they they're up to their ears and graboids and ass blasters. Um, 
when they head to Canada to investigate a series of deadly giant worm attacks. Arriving at a remote research location in the Arctic tundra, Bert begins to suspect that Graboids are secretly being weaponized, but before he can prove his theory, he is sidelined by Graboid Venom. Didn't know they had Venom. (laughs) I mean, you remember in the first movie that, that geologist girl? Yeah. She gets like, like wrapped up and those those tongue things they have they have like barbs on them yeah yeah so you'd think if they sh- if anybody's gonna be stung by venom and she was like she, fine right yeah she was fine yeah they're, they just make shit up as they go <laughs> yeah oh you think is that what they're doing <laughs> oh, you don't think ass blasters was in the long term plan <laughs> guys listen I got a whole idea for a long arc it's gonna be great movies and we're gonna star ass blasters <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking um, Jamie Kennedy I'm thinking Jamie Kennedy. And, oh, you know who named him Ass Blasters? Jamie Kennedy. No. <laughs> that oh. sounds uh, right, though. Wong's daughter. Or not Wong. That's not his name. Um, Chang. The guy that runs the... the Wang? Hey, Wang, it's a parking lot. <laughs> no offense. Um, where did I leave off? With Lost. just 48 hours to live. Thank you. With it, just 48 hours to live, the only hope is to create an antidote from fresh venom. But to do that, someone will have to figure oh. out how to milk a graboid. I read ahead. That is gross. <laughs> <laughs> so graboids have nipples? <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Please don't. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you when you get venom from a snake, it's called milking them. So yeah, it's still gross. It's... <laughs> It totally leads into that press release because that that press release is right on. Yes, from the press release, it does say this is going to be the craziest, most over-the-top movie in the Tremors saga to date. And that's from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Dude, I was was waiting for you to say Glenn Ross so I could say, is his middle name Gary Glenn? (laughs) You fucking stole my joke. More like Glenn and Gary (laughs) dip their eager nuts, or dip their nuts into Ross's eager mouth. Carlos has no guys, idea guys, what you're guys, talking about. Guys, I gotta about. go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, that's from Glenn Ross, uh, general manager and executive vice president of Universal 1440 Entertainment, which is the di- obviously the division of Universal that's putting this out. Um, it takes the franchise's signature combination of suspense, action, and humor to explosive heights. Oh, uh, as I said before, Michael Gross and Jenny, Jamie Kennedy return. Uh, joining the cast are Tanya Van Gran from Death Race Inferno and Zulu and Va- Rob Van Buren. Buren? Van Buren? Van Buren? The Van Buren boys? <laughs> um, from Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, and Greg Creek from Momentum. So I don't know what any of those damn movies are. <laughs> I know what Death Race Inferno is, but that's pretty much it. Oh, and I, and I know Walk uh, Mandela, but I've never seen it. Uh, Tremors 6 is directed by Don Michael Paul, who directed Sniper Legacy, Tremors 5, Bloodlines. So, you know, he's he's in the family. Yeah, I <laughs> right. was going to say. He knows, the, uh, he knows how to... Bring back the dream team. <laughs> he knows about Ass Blasters, Venom, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, and it's from a script by John Welpley. Welp. <laughs> uh, who wrote Tremors Five Five Blood Bloodlines? Tremors Five Bloodlines and Tremors Dallas, <laughs> Dallas. So, I, so the whole thing is going to be Patrick Duffy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> who killed the Ass Blaster? Who shot? <laughs> who, the ass who shot Ass Blaster? <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> 
Uh, Tremor 6 will be released on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD in 2018 from Universal 1440 Entertainment. What, no theater release? <laughs> this is Shocking. robbery. <laughs> um, a production entity. Uh, I already did that. So... So what people don't know is yeah. there's actually there's a Universal 1, Universal 2, Universal 3, and then they just like, as they don't want to make a movie, they bump it down the line. So this <laughs> one went all the way to 1,440 before somebody picked it up. Didn't they do the uh, John Cusack scary movie? I feel like they did. 1408? That's 1408. I'm thinking of that. <laughs> That's <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Not the production company, not anything. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, great excite, guys? No. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we spent a long time talking about it. I uh, mean, I like Tremors one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm more interested in the Tremors TV show. Yeah, because bacon. Yeah, right. no, that seems very interesting to me. This is, you know, it's gonna be silly. It's gonna be silly fun times. But you know, I think it's important to keep up on what Jamie Kennedy's doing because we need to make sure he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the TV show like completely retcons two through six now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's like, yeah, those, those don't, don't worry about those. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about, about those little guys. <laughs> don't worry about those ass blasters. <laughs> now, if they call the movie just ass blasters, I think they get more. That should be the subtitle, right? Yeah. Tremor 6, ass blasters. I think they'd get more traffic from the torrent sites. Oh, yeah. People looking for porn. Oh, yeah. they're going for ass blasting. They should just call them, start calling them ass blaster 1, ass blasters 2. Yeah. I think that might already be a series <laughs> on the internet. There might be some licensing ass problems. Ass blasters yeah. 14, I think, yeah. is what they're at at this point. I think they're already up there, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for horror business. Uh, only four stories today. Yeah. Which is fine. Because I cannot wait to talk about these movies. Yes, Taylor's, or not Taylor. Yeah. I'm Taylor Taylor doing two. that. What the fuck? It's real easy. I'm Taylor 2. Taylor 2. old Taylor 1. Is getting ready to like. shit himself if we don't talk about movies. <laughs> so, without any further ado, let's jump into some reviews. All right, two films like usual. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Carlos, which one do you want to start with? All right. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Taylor, two, which one do you want to start with? <laughs> I want to start with a cure for wellness. Let's do it. There is a sickness inside us. Rising like the bile that leaves that bitter taste at the back of our throats. It's there on every one of you seated around the table. Only when we know what ails us can we hope to find the cure. What do you make of that? Clearly he's lost his mind. Our thoughts exactly. We'd like you to go to Switzerland and bring Mr. Pembroke back to us. What we offer here is a process of purification away from the pressures of the modern world. Your plan to take Mr. Pembroke back with you. Is that a problem? He's a patient, not a prisoner. You here for the cure? No. Actually, I was just leaving. No one ever leaves. Welcome back, Mr. Lockhart. Signs of concussion, depleted immune system. I would like to recommend a treatment. Think of it as a cleansing of the mind as much as the body. Some patients experience visions. 
rest assured, it's just the toxins leaving the system. There is a terrible darkness here. That was 200 years ago. This is happening now. I said no one ever leaves me. What happens to them? I saw the bodies. Listen to yourself. You're not a well man. You're trying to make me think I'm insane. What's happening to me? It's all part of the cure. There is no cure! Accept the diagnosis, and you will see it. It's wonderful here. All right, Cure for Wellness, um, a 2017 movie uh, directed by Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Yep, that guy, uh, who obviously was, I think, probably most well-known for the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or The Ring. Oh, The Ring he did. That's, That's right. right. I forget he did that. I mean, the I, remake. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I not, forget, not Ringu, but The Ring. Yeah. I forget so much about The Ring because it was awful. I thought it was okay. See, yeah, I'm, I'm with Carlos. Okay, not good, not awful. See, I'll qualify a movie as okay uh, if I can watch it twice and think it's still okay. But, you know, I watched it once, thought it was okay, and then I watched it again. I'm like, this is awful. Oh, that's an interesting way to think of it. I've never done that. Yeah. If I rewatch it, I might say that it's a bad movie, but yeah. I can't tell. It's just dumb. Like, and all, all the sequels are dumb. And, you know, Rings is to blame for Friday the 13th being tanked. So That's true. So I watched the Ring-inspired episode of Holliston last night, <laughs> where Adam's dating the racist girl. Yeah. <laughs> that one's so good. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, uh, directed by Gore Verbinski, written by Justin Haith. Um, what else, has he done anything else? Let's see. Mr. Haith. Haith. You look so good in that height. <laughs> um, let's see, he wrote Revolutionary Road. Don't know what that is. Um, starred Leonardo, Car- Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. Leo! Interesting. That's I Titanic. We're talking about Titanic. About Leo. No, actually, all three of these people yeah, were in Titanic, but... This is Squad Goals. is <laughs> based on a book by Richard Yates. So there's that. Cool. Uh, uh, oh, he is co-writer and executive producer of Snatch. Wait, oh, sn- oh sorry. Not Snatch. Snitch, which um, was an action thriller starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, Dwayne. He helped rewrite... The Lone Ranger, so he's probably so he's on, to blame for that. Yeah, he's probably on Disney Jeez, shit list Louise, too. That thing. All right, that's probably enough of his. So you know, that's <laughs> what he's done. You asked. I uh, need the whole goddamn thing. Okay, so movie uh, is about a man named. And he's just, he's just uh, referred to as um, uh, Law Law. Lock, Lock, Lockhart. Lockhart, Lockhart. But yeah. his first name is. I don't think they ever say it. Yeah, they do. I I can't believe I'm forgetting it. He says it when he goes to check in, but not really, but yeah. Anyways, let's call him Lockhart. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what they do call him in the film. Played yeah. by Harry Osborn. Right, yeah. The, uh, what's Dane name? DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. That guy, I don't know about him. He kind of bugs me a little he bit. He looks much less weird in this than he did in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, he's just got a look to him that irks me. He's got the look. He's got a look that like seems like he's concerned all the time. Yeah, or and like in this movie, he has to be. But yeah, he looks like he's constantly trying to have some kind of expression, of like some kind of extreme expression. 
And, you know, he kind of, like, I'm sitting there watching this, trying to think of who he reminds me of. Dude, I was doing the same thing. Who'd you come up with? Brad Pitt. What? See, it just dawned on me now, but I think it's Leo. It's Leo. And here's the other reason. Uh, spoiler, or skip forward again like I always do. Shutter Island. Dude, I, I thought that too. Like, from the trailers, I was like, I'm getting a very Shutter Island vibe from this. Shutter Island, yeah. he looks like Leo, and the movie has a feel of Shutter Island. Did Gore Verbinski do Shutter Island? I thought, I looked that up no, and no. That was, uh, that was um, Scorsese. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, not not so much that he looks like Brad Pitt. It, it's that he has like very similar facial expressions. Mm. Hmm. And that's what it was. But like he was doing, he was doing too much. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, I can see that. He creeps me out. He is kind of creepy. <laughs> and like I think that started when he was in a Chronicle. Uh, I didn't see that. It's good. You should check it out. Um, it's kind of a. Unexpected sort superhero movie. Is that the one that takes place in Seattle? Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's yeah, I know. Max okay. Landis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yes, uh, Lockhart, he's part of a Wall Street firm, like a, a high powered Wall Street firm. He's just recently taken over the position of a high ranking um, agent there or broker. What broker. Those money words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those words that mean jobs. Um, He's just taken over for a man who just up and died of a heart attack in the middle of the office. Um, and I guess part of that task or part of that job involves him having to go retrieve a board member from a sanitarium in the Swiss Alps. A spa. Yes. Um, this man, um, uh, Pembroke, he, his, he wrote a letter to the other board member saying, that you know, basically renouncing his position in anything that he finds to be um, vulgar, I guess, for a last lack of a better word. But you know, being involved in such something so scummy as stock market, and you know, um, just the stress and the the life that involve is involved in being such a you know high stakes stockbroker. He's he's throwing it all away and he says i'm not coming back he's washing his hands yeah he's it's like he's seen the light yeah yeah he says don't come looking for me i will not come back period i'm taking a spa day but by day i mean like a long time <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me don't talk to me don't come near me <laughs> so i need to watch death becomes her again the board um says that you know or the, basically, they have some kind of evidence on him for him doing something sketchy. They never go into that. They, yeah, they don't. Which, by the way, is the thing we'll go back to. They don't go into a lot of things. They don't go into a lot of but things. But this is one that, that bothered me in the beginning. They're like, well, what did they get him on? Yeah. What was he being weird on that they... I don't know. Maybe insider trading? Or, I mean, all, all we can do is speculate because they don't yeah, even they hint don't at it. Yeah. It's something that the SEC would be, you know, would frown upon. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically turns the tables on them though and says, you know, I think you guys would probably would have reported me already if there wasn't a bigger fish to fry. Um, and turns out he's right because they want him to go to Switzerland to retrieve Pembroke and bring him back because they are working on a, a massive merger of their firm and another one. Um, They're merging with Pearson Pierce. What? That's not what happens. Is it? He's doing a joke. It's American Psycho. Oh, and I oh. totally missed it. Right. Yep. Over my head. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
So, yeah, they said uh, go to Switzerland, go to this sanitarium, and bring Pembroke, Pembroke back because he needs to explain a few things that don't add up and basically sign off on the merger. So, um, and this is all told in a series of flashbacks. Um, this happens, and then also um, Lockhart's mother, who is, I don't know if she's just, just old or if she's mentally ill. Little yeah, I couldn't probably. tell either. Yeah. Um, it's never really strongly hinted at if she actually is ill, but she is in a home of some sort. Can we back up for one second sure. and say that up until this point where you're in the movie, especially that scene with her in the eye, Mm-hmm. With the, her eyes like really big in the magnifying glass, up until that point, it felt like The Shining. It felt like because you know just this really creepy, beautiful vibe, and mm-hmm. I thought the cinematography was like so good. This, that's, yeah. that's one thing about this movie. It looked it looked <clears throat> very beautiful. Good. Yeah, and it kind of really brings you into the movie quickly because mm-hmm. you're like this the spectacle of it is so. And, well, yeah, and I mean it takes place in the Swiss Alps, which is just a gorgeous setting in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and to know that to go into it knowing that Gore Verbinski directed it. You kind of have you know it's going to look expectation, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you, you know, yeah, you're immediately reminded of like the pirates movies that right. looked spectacular. Just even in the mundane stuff, though, like you know, they're talking to his mom and stuff like that, or he's talking to his mom, mm-hmm. and it just feels epic. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, his mother dies, um, and it was like in what a span of probably less than a week, and again, that's something that's never really yep. hammered down. Um, he is off to Switzerland um, to retrieve Pembroke and he arrives at the sanitarium um, and hilarity ensues. Yeah. (laughs) They like, he's finding it very difficult to get any kind of help from anybody there. They're all very um, buttoned up and not very welcoming to non patients and non staff, you know, outsiders of any kind. Yeah. Um, and he he basically goes in there <laughs> with his very cavalier American attitude and says, "Let me see Pembroke immediately." Yeah, yeah. I'm very important. Yeah, I think there's a, like that's kind of a beginning of a lot of uh, thrillers and stuff where mm-hmm. you have Joe Schmo who is of the real world going to a fantastical place, yeah, and thinking that they can take their real world, uh, you know, rules with them. Yeah, like oh, of course we've got to be back to the plane by. You know, two thirty. Right. I don't know why I'm from the past. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The sanitarium looks like it's from the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, <clears throat> and we forgot to mention on his drive up, which we're not going to like do play by play of the whole movie. Right. But no. These are, I think, important Just because it's over two and a half hours long. Yes. Yeah. And we'll have a five hour podcast. But uh, in the beginning, he, no. it's driven up, and uh, his driver tells him this crazy story, mm-hmm. which I kind of don't even want to say the story. Because I feel like it's uh, it's definitely a big part of the movie as well. Um, he gives him a history of the of the, history the sanitarium. Of, yeah, yeah. It's, where it's he's basically going. a former castle. It's it, yeah that has it uh, was burned down and then rebuilt. Yep. And so now give him a little background. Yeah, and that was like what he said two hundred years ago. Yeah. Um. Or, or it uh, the the original events took place two hundred years ago, but then. When it's shown, like them rebuilding the sanitarium, it's dated 1912. Right. So when they rebuilt it, yeah, it stays, like you said, to your point, it stays the same style. It's like that old school style. Yeah, exactly. Um, And has anybody seen The Road to Wellville? No. No. Um, It's it's a movie. um, God, it's 
got Anthony Hopkins, um, um, Matthew Broderick, uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, John Cusack, a bunch of fucking people in it. Mm. Um, and uh, it's all about uh, the the not the guy that made Kellogg's, the like the cereal company. It's his brother or his cousin who runs a sanitarium. And the, there's this, it's, 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 it's too much to explain, but it basically, mm. it takes place at a sanitarium. Mm. Um, and it's very familiar in that respect. This is set more towards like the late 1800s. So a few decades before the look of this sanitarium, but it was just very familiar. Uh, this was almost, this struck me almost as like a dark version of that movie. Maybe um, it is road to Wellville cure for wellness. Ooh, both got well in it. Connection. Um, crisscross. Nope. <laughs> So, (laughs) yeah, so Lockhart, like I said, he's having very, he's finding the people that work at this, um, or the staff at this sanitarium to be very unresponsive. Um, He can't find, or he can't get anybody to let him see Pembroke. um, And at the end of the day, he says, I'll be back to see Pembroke tomorrow. And on his way out to just stay in a hotel in in the village at the bottom of the hill, for the night, um, he's involved in an accident. There's a, a deer hits his car. The the um, uh, the car goes rolling off the side of the embankment, um, and he wakes up back in the sanitarium, bedridden. Has a full leg cast. Did I miss something? No, I'm just reminding uh, Wayward Pines. Oh yeah, Did you yeah. Guys watch that show? Yeah, I watched a few episodes. It wasn't that bad. That's what I've heard. And but... it starts almost the exact same way. Yeah, there's yeah. an accident, and then he wakes up in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'll get to it later, but also Get Out features a deer getting hit yes. by a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Um, Put it in your movie when you're writing Friday the Fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, Friday the Fourteenth. Um. So yeah, uh, and he. This is when he meets Doctor Voller, who is the head of san- <laughs> sanitarium, um, and. He basically says, you know, you're in a nasty accident. Uh, luckily, it's a clean break, so we reset it for you. But it's recommended that you stay here until you're, you know, well enough to, to move or to, to leave. Uh, we've spoken to your employer, and they are full, in full agreement that it's more important that you heal and get well before you go back to work, basically. Apparently, that guy's from Harry Potter. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's Mal Malf- Malfoy. Oh, Malfoy. The, Dr. Baller? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sure. I, I, I've seen him in other things. He's, he's in the OA. He's in the OA, yeah. Um, Playing a very similar kind of character. A little bit. Except not Swedish. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm a Swedish plumber. <laughs> what? It's f- <laughs> We went in and like people are starting to talk and he's like, why isn't anybody Swedish? Or what? Uh, she's you said Swiss. Swiss, yeah. But I immediately, oh, yeah. I was getting ready to say, what did you expect him to do? Come out and say, hur, 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 hur. Like, that's a Swedish chef. But that's Swedish. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not Swiss. <laughs> and it's also the Germans. Like, it's mainly Germans. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they use the word flugel a lot. Yes. Flug- <laughs> go to the place. I can't spoil it. Flugel. Transfusion. other place. Flugel. Flugel, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. Just to kind of jump in, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Like I said before, the beginning, so beautiful. I was like, this is going to be a ride. And they did what Shutter Island does well and other thrillers, which just, I feel like I was like in. Like, I'm in for this ride. This is going to be crazy. You know, like Wayward Pines, all that stuff. It's going to be a weird thing. Obviously, some weird stuff's going on in there. 
And one scene, which is not much of a spoiler, but very, very early on where he's walking through the spa and it seems kind of unusual that the doors are not where he remembers mm-hmm. them. That's not much of a spoiler, but that feel is what I wanted from the whole movie. And as you can maybe tell. So I, a little more supernatural than it turned out to be. Yes. And yeah. a little more unpredictable because the whole beginning feels like anything could happen. And who's that up on the roof? And, you know, why am I going through here? And there's no, that wall wasn't there. That kind of feel. Yeah. That's like movie magic stuff. It's like you go in and again, you give yourself to this character who's going through this. Yeah. And you feel like them and you go like, well, what's going on? And it just, I feel like it changes at some point and then it gets, it changes again and it changes again. That's what we talked about when we got out of the movie. It's, it kept op- like you you refer to it as opening up like an onion, just layers peeling back. Yeah. And, yeah. But then like you get to this the core of the story, and then more layers open up. It's like when the fuck does this stop? Yeah, we kept going like this is over, right? Yeah. Oh, that's definitely the horror ending. Because without spoiling it, we'll talk about it after the podcast. But there's like a horror ending, one where you go like, oh, I don't know if that person's gonna make it, whoever that person is, mm. and that's the end of the movie. And I was like, that been actually cool. Yeah. But if you know, if once you see the movie, you'll know what we're talking about. There's like three more endings after that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they were all bad endings. <laughs> it's like I kept thinking, oh, this is the end. I, I mean, well, singing. I really hope this isn't the end. It feels like an ending, but this is a shitty ending. Right. Like not not because it's not the ending. I didn't not the ending I wanted. Is it's poorly done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a shit rushed ending. None of them turned out to actually be the ending, but still. Yeah. Know, um. I feel like um, I feel like besides the multiple endings, um, I I also just feel like like I think you just said it or you said that Taylor said it, but dumbed down or something. You know, like I feel like it got kind of dumbed down to some more basic things that again, like we alluded to earlier, didn't add up. So I read one review that said, "Hey, just go into this movie and watch it, and don't try to figure it out. Like just <laughs> just have fun and don't ask questions. Just look at the pretty pictures. Yeah." And I think, I mean, sometimes you do that and you go like, I'm just going to give myself this movie and let it be crazy for crazy's sake. But I didn't want to do that because I feel like it set us up with so many practical things. That's, that's the thing is it it spends, you know, the better part of the first two acts leading you towards something. So it's hard to just kind of, you know, zone out and watch it for you right. know, looking nice because they clearly are leading you somewhere. Right. Yeah. And they spent so much time on, again, in beautiful fashion, the... The stockbroker, the you know Wall Street stuff, like that was like a big part of it, you know. And yeah. then he's on the train, and you're like learning mannerisms about him and his mom and this ballerina and stuff. And then you go, well, I don't know if that makes as, as much um, purpose, you know. Well, it's like he. Another thing was that they spent a lot of time building his relationships with these other characters, like the other other people at the sanitarium. You know, most of which you know you. you slowly start to figure out that most of them are brainwashed uh, in one sort of spoiler well sort of but not not so much i mean you kind of get that impression from the trailers i think yeah that just, people are just think this is the most magical place on earth they like it yeah, yeah they like uh, where they are um and uh and so he, he, there there are a few different people there and you know one person in particular they they kind of build this relationship between the two of them um where they have like they 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 meet in in both thinking that there's something wrong with this place, and that doesn't go anywhere. Like it just yeah, it's just done. Like 
the the whole interaction and relationship between the two of them is just suddenly wrapped up and then there's nothing left i wish we could talk about a lot of the intricacies and we can't because it's a lot of spoiler territory yeah but there's a stuff there's stuff to do with the water in this Mm -hmm. uh movie Mm -hmm. and some of it doesn't pan out for me different types of water all of it i still try to like pieced together at the end i was like i still don't get it i feel like this movie tried to like open up several mysteries at once and i feel like a lot of them were really predictable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was like by the time it started unraveling these mysteries it was like here's a big reveal and you kind of went no i figured that out a long time ago yeah yeah or it it was kind of like just like uh relishing in or like uh showing more of what you already knew yeah like oh look there's this mysterious place that he just found right mm-hmm. well we knew it was going to be in that place probably right you know it's not a rocket science you don't even need a rocket scientist to figure that out yeah yeah um oh um, and there's also some pretty gross like not gross but like cr- like cringeworthy moments that i won't spoil but i think both of them didn't need to be in the film there's also a- there was one where tony had to look away and i've never seen that before whoa I- can i can we yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I can't do that. There, but he, there was no reason to keep showing it. We'll flash forward again, because that's all I'm going to do this episode. And in Get Out, they don't have to show it. That It's a, in my opinion, all right. We, we'll talk about Get we'll Out. We'll talk about later. <laughs> but the thing that we're talking about, yeah, there's some creepy, like, cringeworthy moments. Yeah. Did they add anything to it? Uh, I don't know. I it kind of made, kind of gave me the impression that it was going to go somewhere and then it just didn't. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it wasn't necessarily the scene itself, but just like the concept didn't need to be there. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think that's really what I mean. Like, why are you doing that thing? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there, there is, mm, I want to say supernatural because it's not really supernatural. No, no, I wish it was more. There's there's uh there's a strange fantastical element to it that I won't get too I won't I won't, I won't dig into at all but to mention that um, he meets a girl named Hannah played by Mia Goth and there's something about her that he finds so intriguing I'm not really sure why she's the only young person there yeah she, she is um, and she she's you know, Mia Goth. She like, has, and she has the mind of a child. And yeah. so he's like, oh, right. Easily manipulatable. <laughs> and, and I also heard that she's gone out with the Shia LaBeouf guy. Is she really? Yeah. Well, she, she was I, in I don't care, that Nymphomaniac movie with him. Oh, was she? Oh, maybe that's what... I don't know. Yeah. I know she's in the new Suspiria. Yeah, I heard that. I don't okay. know the words you're saying. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's an Italian movie. Don't worry. Okay, okay. You're don't pretty. hurt yourself. I like Italian. Um, Dario Argento, man. Huh? Dario Argento? Mm, I'm losing all the credibility for movie Medicini people. Alfredo? <laughs> I anyway. <like> pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there was... Well, that supernatural thing, we can talk about that for a second. What did you guys think about... The, yeah, like, it was there in the beginning and never came back? Well, yeah, it, was, it was like... It, I don't... I still don't know if it was all in his head. Right. And if, if it was, was it based on outside factors? Like, was there, was he given, was he drugged or? Oh, you're talking say, about like the shifting room? Yeah. yeah. Can yeah, we I say what know. he had before he went? Because I think he had something before he went to the shifting room. The water? Room. Yeah. So maybe Could be. it's that. He, yeah. I mean, he, he did experience hallucinations 
again. I'm failing to remember exactly what they were, but he did hallucinate again later in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, he did. I know what you're talking about. But they're so small. It's like, it just feels like they were leading us down this path, like you said. There's a couple of times that it seems like they're leading you one way and they just kind of forgot. And I guess that's something we didn't really mention, by the way, is that this sanitarium is, it's got this under underground aquifer that they draw their water from. And the waters have become... They're, they're from ancient times have become known for these these magical restorative properties. Yeah. And so people come from literally around the world to the sanitarium to feel the, 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 the restorative properties of this water. Yeah. The first time the old lady was talking about the aquifer, I thought she said aqualung. <laughs> hey, <laughs> aqualung! Sitting on a park bench. <laughs> I don't know the words except for park bench. <laughs> it would have made the movie better, I think. If, she's if they just had some Jethro Tull. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> randomly. I also think it was a little too long. Not a little too it, long. It, it was very too long. long. It was, very too <laughs> long. Yeah, it might be, it yeah. was about an hour too long. There was so much that could have been cut out because it, it, it opened up this, this labyrinth of story that yeah. went nowhere. It was just all these dead ends. It's like, why the fuck was that there in the first place? But yeah, it's like they opened up like 10 different stories and only really finished about five of them, and only really two of them were interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you had just focused on these instead, and you know, we talked about how like you know, it's it's Gore Verbinski, so it's very well directed. It's it's a very nice looking movie, but a lot of scenes were clearly just style over substance. Yeah. Oh yeah, like look how cool this looks. Yeah. And you're like it does look cool, but now. But what? but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I I, oh. I already watched the Neon Demon that was two hours of this shit. Oh yeah. There's a scene with Hannah and like this pool of water and the and the mountains behind her i'm like oh my goodness that's so beautiful yeah and i'm like well we didn't progress the story at all but yeah what was the point of that scene but yeah yeah and i uh, again without spoiling it i actually am okay and kind of like the end end ending like the final 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 end no you didn't like it that was awful i don't know why (laughs) i was like maybe because it was over (laughs) yeah i was like hey well and i knew that nothing else could happen maybe that's really what it was i was like Okay, I can't say anything more about it. Yeah, remind, I, I remind me ends. off, Mike, and I'll tell you exactly why it was so stupid. <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm not saying it was smart. Uh, I think I was just saying I was happy it was. I hated done. the end. Yeah, yeah was I dumb. hated all of it. The entire movie? No, all of the end. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like the last twenty minutes were all just. I was just like, what? No, why? Stop! It's like this is a completely different movie. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're, no, you're yeah. falling apart. Yeah. Yep. Um, and oh, and they had to show that. Well, we'll have to talk off, Mike. There's too much. <laughs> but it's weird that we're going to like be like, we won't want to spoil this movie that we don't like the ending of. But yeah. <laughs> um, Rules is rules. I did want to like it, though. I really did. And I, do, I did feel Shutter Island a lot. Like, it did feel like that movie. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, now that you mentioned that, yeah, I definitely definitely got that vibe from it. thing is, I, I, like, I was into it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But then like that ending is just, it's bad. It's like an hour of ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one hour of ending. And it's kind of just like the ground falling underneath you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just like keeps getting worse. It's like, you know, I said this is, it's like a different story or a different movie. And it, it really is. I mean, th- it's, you take this movie that you've been building for the last hour and a half to two hours. Um, and you're, you're weaving this, this, this storyline, this narrative. Um, and then you suddenly, flip it and the rest of the movie 
like you 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 start watching the rest of the movie and you try to reflect back to the, what you saw at the beginning, but you can't. And it's like, what? How did we get here? Yeah, <laughs> I think I just figured out what it is. It's genre mixing, but not in a good way. Yeah, so sure. it, right, it's it's a thriller, and then it's I can't say what it is without saying a spoiler. But it's, then it's a, def, a different type of movie. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like it's a different movie and it's not the thriller anymore. It's mm-hmm. a, and you're like, well, yeah, I want to go back to the thriller part and reflect on that for right what's happening now. But yeah. you can't. Yeah, it's like, what, what it's the like, fuck does what I'm watching right now have to do with hap- yeah. what happened 20 minutes ago? And it was like, as soon as we left the theater, I was asking Tony. I was like, okay, I got questions. Like, <laughs> I, I need answers because I don't know what just happened. Yeah, it was. It, it fell apart really quick. And then it just didn't pick up again. Like it, it didn't get back on its feet um it sucks too because it looked really pretty and i yeah. liked a lot of the performances especially the beginning i was i was in for a while yeah they, it, yeah it, it really yeah exactly it seemed like they were really building something interesting and then it just didn't go anywhere yeah and i think the story was a little too convoluted like i said they they opened up too many stories that yeah. didn't didn't a didn't need to be there and then some that didn't even get wrapped up mm-hmm. so i think if you know they could have made the story a little more concise, tighten it up, and probably would have shortened the movie a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the whole end part, that whole reasoning, I, I feel like the movie could have done without that. Basically, the part where I, I'm talking about, like, it's a completely different movie, all that, I think you could have gotten rid of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then it would, you would have had a hard time justifying the rest of it. And I guess maybe that's a connection. It's like... If you took that out, then why were they doing what they've been doing through the entire movie? You could also have done, uh, and this is a spoiler for Shutter Island. Right? <laughs> okay. If you don't listen, if you don't watch it, here's a spoiler. They could have done the Shutter Island route and been like, it is all in his head. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, no, I, you're I was actually, kind of expecting that. That's actually. what I was, because yeah, like he's obvious. And here's the thing here's the fucked up thing. They made us think that because in the beginning, he was like all the other people and like didn't give a shit about the real world and just wanted money. And you're like, oh, it's just like the Pembroke guy or whatever. Like, he's actually, he isn't well. Yeah. And they could have used it to say something. Like, you know, about fast life and all that bullshit, right? Yeah. But no, they didn't. Because he wasn't crazy and it wasn't in his head. It was like this other movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that shows up. Well, like in Shutter Island, didn't, like, he, he was looking, wasn't? He was you, crazy. You're, you're, you're obviously more familiar or you remember it better than I do. When he went to Shutter Island, he was looking for a particular person, right? And oh. then he found out that he was actually that person? Or am he I was, remembering that wrong? You're, he was always like uh, a patient there. They we're totally spoiling now, but. <laughs> right. But he was, uh, yeah, so he thinks he was a visitor, mm-hmm. but he never was a visitor. That's right. the big reveal. Okay. I, I, I thought I remembered him like. I don't think he was looking for any. I, well, no, yeah, you're right. He was like a reporter or something like trying to get a story. That's I thought he was he, a detective. He, maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, but he was building up a narrative in his head mm-hmm. to do this thing. And he went, yeah, then you go like, oh, okay, well, he's always been there the whole time. But if they would have pulled something like that, I would have kind of liked it better. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I was, you know, maybe this is a bit of a spoiler, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think that they could have, and what made me think this was Shutter Island, was I think it could have been cool if he went there and at the end you find out that he is Pembroke. Oh yeah. And that that he was just making this all up in his head 
Um, and the, yeah, so the, the, he actually the, the is sanitarium insane. was actually reality, and all the New York was actually fantasy. Right. Then it'd yeah. be shut or maybe, or maybe it is real, but in his head, he was telling it a different way. But see, yeah. and that would have done a thing where, like, it would explain the magic or illusion of stuff. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, but now it doesn't. Now they're just questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Anything else to say to wrap up? I don't I, think so. I think it was beautiful, and I'm disappointed. Fair enough. So let's go around and do some ratings. Guess oh. first. Wait, I forgot what we, how this One works. One through ten. Out of ten. Oh. Think no of it this fives? way. What? Yes. Point five? Yeah. Oh, there's point fives. Think of it this way. One, worst movie ever. Yeah. You couldn't think of a possibly any way to make it worse. Yeah. Ten, perfect movie. By the way, worst movie ever is House 4, which we've talked about this before. <laughs> I gave a scale of negative 487 uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. Is that the one with <laughs> um, Lance Hendrickson? I don't know any of the actors in it. it I, it's got a bunch of no names. It's, okay. But again, infamously, there was House 1 and 2. They never made 3, and they went straight to 4. <laughs> and it has a talking pizza in it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, this movie gets... Fuck, it's so beautiful that that gets points. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's like, you know, I, I give one in 10, five. Like, I always think of that. It's like, this is a, like a perfectly okay movie. I wouldn't check, I wouldn't talk anybody out of seeing it, but I wouldn't talk anybody into it either. I think it's a, it's got to be 5.5 or six. I think six is the highest I could go just on. Visual beauty and the first hour and a half of the movie, where I was like totally in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's worth. Yeah, I'm gonna say six. Okay. Because like the first hour and a half or so, I was like, "This is a fun time. We're going out into the movies. You yeah. Know, like we're having the popcorn, which we did. <laughs> we're having the. We're gonna go on the ride with this guy. And oh wait, what's that? Oh no, that's happening. Oh, what is this movie? <laughs> oh no, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No, oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna say six, I think. <sighs> All right. I'm 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 with you on your, your points, on your uh all your statements there. Um You're going lower. I am going lower. Uh not much lower though. I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. I think it's 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 worth watching, but man, that ending. Yeah. You gotta you gotta tighten that shit up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um yeah, like 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 Carlos said, uh, I enjoyed three quarters of this movie. I thought it was great to look at. It was shot very well. The story had some real potential, um, and it felt like it was leading somewhere. Yeah, and that's what that's what kept me engaged through most of the movie until I realized, okay, this is making less and less sense. Yeah. So it's like, had it finished strong in a way that I felt would have matched the rest of the movie. Um, I would have probably given it a seven, maybe even an eight, but because it really fell apart at the ending, and because of that, it seemed like the movie was just way too fucking long. I'm gonna say six. Yeah, I. By the way, I can see it going to eight if they would have fucking nailed, uh, stuck the landing. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Because we were having such a good time. I was like, this is gonna be an eight at least. But yeah, cool. All right. So next up is our other movie. What am I doing? You're rambling. This is it's, terrible. <laughs> Next up, we have another thing that we want to talk we about. We have this other film, Hand Gestures. Is there a break for this, or we just keep going? We just keep going. Awesome. I'm but, fucking excited to talk about this. Uh, so, it's another brand new movie. 
and it's called Get Out. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know? Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting families taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. You ready for this? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get nervous. <laughs> no. Carlos is practically doing a pee-pee dance over this one. <laughs> no, that's just gas. <laughs> Severe gas right now. <laughs> All right. So, Get Out, presented by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it is. I forgot. I'm pretty sure more people have Windows phones in this movie than actually do in real life. And who the fuck keeps their phone upside down on their nightstand? I guess I, he did, yeah. I've seen people do that. I don't personally do it, but I mean, like, because you don't want it to light up when you're if you get a call or something, I guess. Also, maybe one of the only movies that features Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Bing shows up. <laughs> Who the fuck uses Bing? <laughs> you got Windows phones, Surface tablets, and Bing. I guess you can't All talk Bing a lot of shit, can you? <laughs> I can talk some shit. Also, Surface tablets are awesome. They really are pretty cool. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So I'm just saying. It's like it's, no one. It, there's You see at least two different people, maybe three using tablets and they're all surface tablets. I love how that's how we're starting this review. <laughs> but it is true. I think they just gave money. I mean, they must Oh, have they must a have a huge yeah. chunk of money. Cuz yeah. like I said, so, everyone had a Windows phone, which is nobody fine. has a fucking Windows phone. Nobody uses Windows phones. <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh, by the way, I had one a long time ago and they were pretty cool. Um, okay. It wasn't uh, Nobody wants your Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say this, I don't give a shit cuz they helped make this movie and I'm very happy. To do it. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Um 
And it's funny, I actually just made a Donald Glover reference, but the movie starts out with Redbone by Childish Gambino. Have you guys heard Childish Gambino's new album? Oh, yeah. No. It's a very soulful album. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I like his old stuff, too, though. I was shocked. Yeah. Like, not because I thought it would be bad, but, like, it's it's not the same stuff at all. Oh, it's not, not at all. It's not his rap stuff. Yeah. Like you said, it's much more soulful. It's almost got, like, this almost Southern rock style in a couple I'm, songs. I'm remembering the song. That was Childish Gambino? Yeah. I'll be damned. Well, he because you, have you guys watched Atlanta? It's so good. I, I started to watch the first really episode, good. but it's really good. All the performances. One of the guys from Atlanta is in Get Out. Uh, yeah, played Rod, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, wait. Uh, what's the guy who has the? He's maybe involved with an older lady. Uh, his real name? Was oh, that Darryl? guy? No, not Daryl. His 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 name is uh, Logan Key. Oh yeah, which I thought was really funny because Keegan Key, Key and, Key and Pill, yeah. <laughs> He's an amazing actor, and he's also in Atlanta. Anyways, that's a tangential. Okay. I thought the guy that played Rod is in it, too. Uh, I don't know who Rod is. The the TSA guy, his best friend. Oh, he's not in Atlanta. I thought he was. He looks just like a guy that's in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. How good was Rod? Rod was hilarious. So fucking good. (laughs) He's my favorite guy. What is his real name? It's Little something. We should look it up, because we're going to give him props. It's uh, Little something, and (laughs) he's so fucking funny. Little Brittle? It's not Little Brittle. Um, little Romeo? But yeah, this is from... Is little Bow Wow? <laughs> it's not... Oh my goodness. Little Romeo? Is it Wheezy? There's a lot of Littles. It's not Little Wayne, I know that. But um, this is from Jordan Peele. I'm taking over your job for a minute. Yeah, well, you tell me to go research something, so you... <laughs> Fucking fuck. No, that, this, just, this is how Carlos operates. Out. He gets on people's shows. He's like, hey, look something up for me. I'm the host not, now. I did not say that. <laughs> this Jordan is the second Peele. time somebody started to hijack our show. I'm not hijacking anything. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> oh, right. Silas. Yeah, kept the fucking fiddler. <laughs> um, yeah, written and directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, which, you know, everyone was kind of like, really? Jordan, Jordan Peele's making, <gasps> a, making a horror movie? And then Danny McBride was all like, I can make a horror movie too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's the story of Chris and Rose, who are an interracial couple, and they're going to meet Rose's parents for the first time. Chris is a black man. Chris is a black man. As they Ro- make a joke about as Rose puts it. Just yeah. said that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tony is insensitive, but not yes. that insensitive. <laughs> and uh, so he he asks her, you know, do they do they know I'm black? And she's like, just never came up. He's like, oh, good. This is gonna go well. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> and so they get there, and uh, you know, they're the parents are are very very cool. With you know they they don't have a problem with him being black, except the, the dad greets him and is like, "Give me a hug, my man." Yeah, and like immediately you're like, "Oh, no. yeah, there's it's, something wrong." It's, it's what I call reverse racism, where you're overly nice to somebody of color. Yeah, <laughs> and so then they they have two people that work for them. Um, is it Gwendolyn? I know. I feel oh, like we just I can't remember. I just and and Walter is the guy. Yeah. Um. Both black is okay, right? Like, I don't have to say African American. No, because people like no, if people are from Haiti, they're not African. Okay, <laughs> I I don't know what the rules are. Well, it's, I think it really depends on where you're from. Like, I think on the East Coast, people tend to call them African American. My white guilt is <laughs> weighing heavy on me. This is it's, this is a stupid a safe, conversation. Listen, this is a safe place. All right, <laughs> this podcast I'm making it a safe place. Um, you know, it's Georgina. a black guy. It's a black guy and a white girl. Georgina, yeah. Lil uh, Rel Howry, by the way. Oh yeah, okay. There you go. That guy is genius. 
but go on. So yeah, they they have these two um, black. They they say servants, but they're you know they're employees. Yeah, I think um, he, I think he said servant as a joke. Did he? Yeah. Okay. There's and a groundskeeper, the, and there's like a kitchen lady. You know, she's doing kitchen yeah. stuff in the kitchen. Is it? Is she just a maid? I'm gonna call go go kitchen lady. Because I mean, she also cleans around. Yeah, the that's house. right. She does. Yeah, she's yeah, pretty much a maid. Okay. And you immediately you can tell there's something kind of weird about them. Yeah. Um, but you don't really know what. And then turns out that their parents or her parents are having this party. It's a reoccurring thing from her grandparents' days where all the old white people come in and sit around and hobnob, blow each other. <laughs> yep. No, I don't think that's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. Metaphor. <laughs> oh, that's... What is it? Harumph, harumph, harumph. Yeah. Um, Frisky Dingo. Oh, oh yeah. Frisky Dingo? God, I miss that show. I miss that show so much. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so all these white people have... It, it's not like overt racism, but they just say these things that kind of make you go, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's reverse racism. But, it's, no, but it's, there's actually some straight up racism, too. Sure. Also, like, oh, you look strong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, there's some, yeah, it starts to get real. You're of good stock. Yeah. It's Nobody being black is in that. fashion. I think that's a, a, yeah. something yeah. someone says. Yeah. But like the one guy, he's like, you know, he, I used to be a professional golfer. I know Tiger. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're probably related. Yeah, and and Rose's dad says who her parents are actually Catherine Keener and um uh oh Catherine Brad Whitford. so good. Yeah, she's she's, she's really good in everything, it. and I just love her in this. Like yeah. um uh Death to Smoochie. That's like oh, probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. my favorite movie she's been in. Um what's the dad just been in just recently? Um uh oh uh Justified. No, not Justified. You can help me out. He was in something I just uh, saw, a TV series. Chicago Justice? Nope. Mom? No. All the way? No. Brook- Brooklyn Nine Nine? Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think that's where I noticed him from. All right. Anyways, he he's really good too. He's comedic. Kind of a comedian. Yeah, he's, he normally does more comedic stuff. Oh, he was in Cabin in the Woods. Yes, he was. He's the in, uh, intro he's and in everything. Billy Madison too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. No, he's, I, he's I feel- also Mr. Jane Kasmerick. If you didn't from? know. Huh? What? Jane Kaczmarek, the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I no, I remember. It feels like this movie feels like a Cabin in the Woods movie. Kind of. You know yeah. what I mean? With that kind of some sort of sensibility. And so I was like, oh, that is a perfect fit for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this really seemed like a fucked up version of Look Who's Coming to Dinner. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. was. It was like a horror version of Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Yeah. Can I say something real quick at the top? No. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Jordan, uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, that Jordan's been on recently, uh, Nerdist Podcast. They're on a first-name basis. Right. Yeah. Oh, I only call people by their first name. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, so he was talking about the movie and his inspirations, and he mentioned Stufford Wives. Yeah, he, I could see that, know, too. Right? And he mentioned all these famous uh, and, and, and movies, horror movies that he loved, even Halloween. And he's like, I basically just took little pieces of each one of those. And you can see that in the movie. So I yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you're still going through the plot. Yeah, you're still going through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I said, they, they don't, you know, they don't come across as racist, just kind of not real bright about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, like Carlos said, one guy says, you know, before the fairer skin was always in charge, but now black oh. is back in style. And it's like, ooh, it's like you don't mean anything by that, but that's that's a terrible thing to say. And by the way, normally I am so anti anyone talking in any movie, 
But this is one of those movies where like it's kind of good if people talk a little bit. Oh, like, not in my experience, man. There's this couple sitting right next to me. Oh, was it real and bad? And the dumb bitch kept talking. I, like she, she was like n- not so much narrating the movie like you might expect a loudmouth to do, but like yeah. I don't know, like comment making, like running commentary basically. Right. We don't want like, that. Shut the fuck up. Right. Right. No. What I'm saying is that we had a very respectful audience, but at the same time, like when we all needed kind of a release. Like, like people talked a little bit like, mm. oh, shit, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, that, snap. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, and like early on with the kind of like hints of racism and hints of stuff wrong, people were like, Mm-mm. you know, and I was like, <laughs> nope, nope. And I was like, I found myself doing it. <laughs> I was like, no, no. You know, and I was by myself, by the way, which was even weirder. <laughs> but I, I don't mind it if it's like that. If it's not, it can't be the whole time or I'll freak out, you know, yeah. I'll be like, I'm out of here. But yeah, I think it was, it was uh, good for that because people started seeing like, like you said, like, oh, there's something obviously wrong here. Yeah. And then verbalizing it. Yeah. Uh, so Rose's mom is a uh, ther- uh, psychiatrist. And part of her work is that she um, hypnotizes people. So right away, that kind of triggers something in your brain. Like, oh, okay, this is not going to go well. Yeah. And then, you know, when he when Chris first talks to, um, I already forgot the woman's name. Gwendolyn. But not that. No, that Gwendolyn's what I said, but that was wrong. I know. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Sorry. Georgina. 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 That's, uh, um, both Georgina and Walter, when he when he t- talks to them, there's they're clearly, you know, they not, talk crazy. Not out of it, but like when he's talking to Walter, and Walter's like, "Well, I better go mind my own business now." Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Just> like what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, "No one talks like you ever." Yeah, and, and that, that was the thing. The for lack of a better way to say it, they spoke very white, like just very oh, uncharacteristically. We could yeah. say that. Of, like they they spoke white. like they're, you know, they're weekenders in the Hamptons. That that type of but articulation, almost, almost even weirder than that, though, right? Like it was very used, robotic, like, almost. Yeah, robotic, and like again, bring to br- bring back separate wives. Yeah. yeah, you're like obviously something's wrong in this mm-hmm. situation. And yeah, he meets this one other black guy at the party. Um, whose name is Logan Key. Yeah. And you were saying he's actually it's King in Atlanta. It's Kane? King. Oh, King. I thought he said I thought he said oh, Logan Key. Logan and Key. I was like, ah, oh, King and <laughs> Keys is a reference. You're wrong. Well, now I'm disappointed. <laughs> that was like the one thing I was like, I remember that. Remember to say that. Let's go call him up and ask him to change his name. It'll be that easy. <laughs> Just call him Keegan Key so we can all chuckle. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's dressed in like a straw hat and like an old southern kind of uh, outfit, but at the same time, he's got like tattoos behind his ears, and mm-hmm. you can see some kind of poking out underneath his shirt collar and a hole in his ear, like where his ear, an earring used to be. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But... Oh, can we can we spoil the beginning of the movie? Because oh, what the the he's cold a... open? Yeah, he's... was that him? I was oh, wondering. Oh, it, it, okay, it was I, him. I thought it, it was. was yeah, but so... I, I wasn't hundred percent. The fact yeah. he, he's wearing a hat and he didn't have the beard, so I wasn't really sure. Yeah, we're not saying anything. I don't think, but. He's in the cold open, and it's okay, such so a that really is cool, interesting, yeah. I, I chilling moment. I kind of assumed it was, but yeah. I, I wasn't 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, um, you know, Chris is talking to his, his boy Rod, and he's telling him, you know, like, these people are fucking weird. Yeah. And he says, you know, there's there's one other black guy here, but he's just, he's the weirdest <laughs> he's of weird all too. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so he tries to take his picture. When the flash goes off, it, like, triggers something within this Logan guy. And he just kind of freaks out. And he screams, get out, get out, get out. And you're like, oh, he said it. <laughs> he said the movie name. <laughs> and so we all took a drink. 
Did you really though? No. Okay. I, I did because I had a beer because I was at the Egyptian. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had a soda. Maybe I drank. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Took a long victory sip. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so you obviously know something is obviously wrong. Uh, yeah. After that. Yeah. This whole movie is not very secretive about the fact that something is up. No. Yeah. No, that's the genius of it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's why like. There's a there's a degree of spoilers in this, sure, and we'll uh, we'll avoid those. But like most of this movie, it's really out in the open. It's not yeah. something that it's about the journey. Yeah, and it's right? not like I don't want to say it's predictable, but it kind of like you said, it lays everything out there. Like I said, you know, as soon as you find out that she's a hypnotist, your brain goes something something's going to happen right. with that. Yeah, yeah. But it's the way that in which it happens, right? And also the genius and how it's portrayed. That's not a spoiler at all, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I also want to jump back for a minute. Jordan also worked on um, a lot of horror comedy sketches, right? Because he is fascinated by horror movies. Makes sense. And so some of the stuff you see in this is different takes on what you would think of for horror. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from his sketch background and yeah. the idea of like, hey, let's present something in maybe a different way that you weren't thinking, which blew me out of the water when you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember if he was ever on Key and Peele, but for some reason I thought Colton Dunn was going to be in this. Hmm. Did you think maybe it was his friend? Because they're all black and all black people are friends. <laughs> what? No. And that's out of the podcast. Colton Haynes was Rod. Colton like, Dunn? Sorry, yes. No, like just like Colton going into Haynes. it, I thought Colton Dunn was in it for some reason. Oh. No, you're wrong. I know I am. <laughs> I know. I know that now. <laughs> You stupid son of a bitch. I think I just like, because they're both, they're all comedy, and then like Colton Dunn was in Hatchet, so he was had some experience with, and I guess I thought he was on Key and Peele, but maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I, I didn't watch Key and Peele all that much. I didn't watch it a lot. Oh my goodness. I watched every episode. <laughs> was Colton Dunn ever on it? I can't remember. Oh. Well. Irregardless. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be that guy. Regardless. Um. So yeah, she she does end up hypnotizing him because he he smokes and he's trying to quit. So she tells him, "I'm going to hypnotize you and help you to quit smoking." Well, she doesn't even do that. She just that's true. She it. just kind of hijacks his brain. Yeah, it's like she's just, fucked up. It's something you see you can see in the trailers. Like her her thing is she stirs a, a cup of tea and yeah, she, the spoon she, scrapes the bottom yeah. of the teacup yeah. and that's kind of the the hypnotizing sound. And yeah. then hilarity ensues. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we don't want to get into their motives because that's really the, where the right the, no, the twist right, kind where of you is. left off is perfect because then the juice of the movie is right after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think right, right up until the point they reveal what's what's really going on. Well, not not really, really going on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they're so hard they're, they're doing something in order to do something else. <laughs> I knew that was going to be like what it sounded you, like. You guys know what I'm talking wrong. about. People who I, haven't I, seen I, the movie are like, that. that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever no, heard. No, no, I've actively seen it about? and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do, but I'm not sure. They're doing something to do something else, and then they're going to do something else. I have no idea. When when he, Chris and Rose, they go for a walk, yeah. the thing that they're doing while that's happening. Right. Oh, Okay. What about that up thing? Up to that point, like oh. you, uh, when you when you get to that point, I think you're already starting to kind of think that maybe yeah, what yeah. what they what they're planning to do. 
You know, it's interesting, uh, kind of uh, in uh, contrast to what the other movie we just talked about, is that this one has almost a few different endings in that way. But, and maybe even like two, but it just feels like they're not endings. They're just like evolutions of what you know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, that? Oh, that? But they all seem to be going towards, unlike the other movie, a nice crescendo. Right. Right? And a purpose. Not like, yeah, let's like, just throw more crap at the screen. This movie's kind of a slow burn, but it's a slow burn in the way that like it burns and then something happens at the end. Not like yes. a Ty West movie where nothing fucking happens until the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie. It's and, an, then, and then they call it a slow burn. It's also intense and, uh, and tense. So the whole time, even though it's slow, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's still mystery to it. So it's, yeah. it's still something that you're like, why is this happening? I, I need to keep watching so I can know why, so I can get an explanation. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like they they it was timed perfectly in that... It's paced really well. Oh, yeah, it's paced every, every time you feel like the story might be starting to drop a little bit, something else happens yep. to, to pick it back up. And um, speaking of that pacing, this is a genre-bending movie, genre-mixing movie, unlike Cure for Wellness, where it does it right. It it does comedy and horror at the same time, and I'm amazed by that. Yeah, but but it's not a horror comedy. No. That's the thing. It's, no. It has comedy, which it's comic you knew, relief. It, you knew it would. Yeah, it's comic relief. Yeah. It's not you know a horror comedy. Yep. Like, Rod is there for that, right? Yeah, and right. you need Rod so bad. Like, again, watching the theater... We're all like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and, you and know, then he gets the, the scene when when oh, the scene where Rod goes to the police station. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. my god, so that's good. so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so like this movie is so tense for multiple reasons. It's tense because it's it's a thriller or horror thriller. It's tense because it's got racial issues. Um. And, you know, uh, I know there's another reason that I'm just completely and spaced. Because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that. And because there's mystery behind it. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah and, and it's just tense because, yeah, you don't know exactly what's going to happen next. Um, and I think it's it's so crucial that Rod is there to yes. break that up. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, again, what I was going to go to is that watching in the theater, we were all like tense and oh no. And then we have Rod tell us a joke. And then we're like, oh, we can all laugh together for a minute and let that out. Yeah. That attention, you know? And it's, you know, Rod's humor is usually a lot of it is based on, you know, white people be crazy, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, or also just like what you, what the audience member's thinking. Like, yeah. I, I always thought Rod was me. I was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, get out of that place!" <laughs> yeah, like, don't be staying there, you know? Like, yeah, he he told him not to go there. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> That's a yeah, can't spoiler. Um, but yeah, I, I will say something real quick to the race part. Like, uh, being Mexican, Native American, I've had a little of this, not as much, maybe potentially as being black in America. But I think it's very interesting to, you know, the undercurrent subtext of this movie is like how a black person might feel in white America or in, in a suburbia area. Uh, like is who's out to get me or what situation should I be worried about? Or, you know, what's this around the corner is, can I trust this? And that was an interesting thing that I think um, Jordan was trying to pull off with this is like putting you in the shoes of that situation and feeling that 
kind of tension. Yeah. To be like, I don't know if I can trust this person. You know, I, I hate the fact that we can't trust each other as humans because of our skin color. I think it's ridiculous. But it happens. It's like a real mm -hmm. thing that happens. And it's happened to me in small doses. Like one time I went to a biker bar and I was like, we're leaving. I feel really bad in here. Like I feel out of place. Mm -hmm. And the energy is like negative towards me. And it, feel, it felt like a horror movie. Like <laughs> if I stayed there too long, I would be like, maybe something bad could happen. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, again, I'm speaking for him, but I feel like that's what uh, a little bit of this is. It's also like seeing through that lens of how, you know, you might feel in, the, in that situation. Mm -hmm. Sure. And like speaking to the, the whole racial aspect of the movie, it's like, you know, obviously it, it's a very strong story point. And obviously, you know, it was written in specifically for that reason. And, and, you know, I'm, and I'm glad it's there. It's this, this is an important movie, honestly, mm -hmm. like, especially in, you know, with who's in the white house right now. Yes. Um, it's, it's a very poignant time for a movie like this to come out. But at the same time, that aspect honestly could have been removed and it wouldn't have changed the movie. You're right. And I was actually going to bring that up. I think it's beautiful and masterful even to be able to say, yeah, it's an important part of the film, but it's also just a good film anyhow. Like, right. mm -hmm. it's so perfectly put together that I didn't leave that movie being like, eh, race issues, you know? Yeah. It didn't hit me over the head with it, but maybe it's because it's like that subtext that's good. Like, we talked about that earlier, weren't we? Like, that you sometimes just have to entertain people, get them in, mm -hmm. and then you can educate yeah. right, with the American Horror Story. So, like, maybe, yeah, maybe that's good that it's like that. It's not like... It's not 13 years a slave or something, right? Right. It's not super... 12 years a slave? 12 years. 12, yeah. yeah. It's not uh, super heavy-handed. Yeah. It's not being like, bam, deal with this. It's, it's entertainment. Yeah. And so then you can go back and you can think about it from an entertainment aspect. Yeah. But then all those other things kind of creep into your head while you're thinking about it. Yeah. And you kind of go, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. They were calling like, a, a social thriller. I thought that was really cool. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, if you look at Jordan Peele's history as a writer, I mean, writing, you know, uh, Key and Peele bits. A lot of that has, is racial humor. Um, oh yeah, and it's it's very lighthearted. It's it's and so for him to, I, I feel like if he were to come out just guns blazing, you know, saying you know white people are evil or anything anything to that effect, I think that would have been very out of character for him. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been his style. Like you said, that's perfect. Example. That's clearly the underlying message, though. Yeah, sure. is that all white people are evil, and I don't oh, trust. Nice. I don't trust any of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't trust you two. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no one trusts anyone. That's the moral. <laughs> that's the moral. Yeah. Everyone is evil, and we're all going to die. <laughs> no, that's the other person's America. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I think this is a perfect film. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a hundred percent. Yeah, I've yeah, never it, seen that happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen another movie that's had a hundred percent. I mean, again, without saying the spoilers of it, the ending, the true ending, just so good. Just mm -hmm. so what I wanted, not, again, opposite of... There's there's so many horror movies where, like, it's a lot of stuff happens and then the movie just kind of ends. Yeah. Or there's some kind of weird out-of-left-field event that closes the movie. This one ended, like, the way it, it should have ended. Yeah. It wrapped up. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit like... You guys liked Kevin in the Woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's why I felt a sim similar sensibility, and maybe it's because Josh and you know uh, Jordan have the same kind of comedy sensibilities too. Like there's a little bit of comedic element in Cabin in the Woods, obviously. Yeah, 
Um, but it's also kind of creepy. I would say this movie is much more of a horror film yeah. than Cabin in the Woods, weirdly enough. Um, but that well, one Cabin did... in the Woods is much more like referential. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But that one felt like the ending was the ending. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to do. Act it three. Is, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like to to you know, I think that's a common complaint in a lot of films is that the two thirds of the movie is really strong. And then I feel like people don't know how to end it. Yeah. And I don't remember if maybe you and I just talked about this between us or if it was on maybe the show. But I feel like a lot of that has to do with, you know, especially big studio movies. You know, this being this is universal. So this could have easily happened. But they bring them the movie, the you know executives, whether it be the script or maybe even a final product. And say, okay, take a look at it. And then they come back and say, oh, well, I have notes. You know, yeah. I think maybe we should take this part out. Or, you know, the MPA mm-hmm. isn't going to like this part. And, you know, to a certain, at a certain point, it starts to affect the narrative. It starts to affect the story as a whole. And so if that starts to change the ending, yeah. then maybe the ending isn't even what they wanted it to be. So I think that could explain a lot of shitty endings. <laughs> also, should uh, note out that um, it, this is written and directed by Jordan Peele. Yeah, which, I didn't know. I thought he just wrote it. I didn't know he directed it. Too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you I mean, you see scenes in here, and you're like, yeah, that's probably exactly how he wanted it. Like he seems like he nailed. I always like vision. when movies are written and directed by the same person because you know it's their vision from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I had one other point. I, I know. I feel like I had tw- twenty other points. This movie's great. <laughs> um, you remember yours? Um, oh, and, and I know you, Carlos, are going to disagree with me on this. I, I disagree. But my biggest complaint is that there were scenes where they pulled back on what could have been some gory scenes. Yes. Oh, fucking! I actually, I do disagree. There was a part where there was something that sh- should have been shown on screen. It was not shown, and I actually audibly said fucking Blumhouse <laughs> wait so there's a part where I don't, we can't say much of anything there, oh that's what you're talking about that's I, I was asking but, that's what you're talking that about but that too yeah oh oh by the way that's great for audio listeners sorry <laughs> but we just made gestures with our appendages let's either that or we spoil it so yeah I know um, I would say that gestures with our appendages <laughs> that could be the name of the podcast um, I think Again, yeah, I do disagree. I mean, I don't like uh, gore as much, and I don't think it's always needed because the mystery of it is just sometimes it's impactful. See, I agree with you if it's like, you know, someone gets dragged into a room and then the door slams and you hear them screaming. Right. Then your mind is like, what the fuck is he doing? Right. But when you can see what they're doing and right. the, the only thing you're not seeing is the gore. Right. That's pulling punches to me. Are you talking about the this thing? No, I was talking about this one. Oh, Tony that, was talking about. I agree one. with you on that one. This is real fun <laughs> for people listening. And then you were talking about this one. No. Oh. Yeah, I guess I will give you that one. But it, I mean, it's like, especially it, since there are there are scenes with gore. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like, why do you have this scene but not have this? Right, scene? like this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think probably heard that on the mic um, is definitely shown a lot. And you're like, oh, okay. But I was fine with that because it was, again, something that's happening. If a gore is something that's happening, but it's just for me, it's always excessive. When it's excessive, I just don't care. And I thought some of that stuff in Cure was a little excessive, but just that. Oh, yeah, that was that was rough. Are you taking a picture of me for the podcast? 
I'm, this uh, is for our Patreon this is, viewers. This is for Patreon. Oh, this video. Yeah, you missed all the good parts. This is not I know, because I, I just remembered. Oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is for the people you actually paid us. You should have been doing the gestures is what you should have been doing. Yeah, you guys. I did this earlier. It, mean, it means something. I mean, I, people who have seen the movie will get that. Do you want me to take my pants oh. off and start the revolution? No. Could you, please? <laughs> is that a thing that happens that's, regularly? That, that's only for $10. <laughs> wow, that's not that bad. Good deal. Um, Final thoughts on... And now for my Get final out. thought. Um, do you have that? Hmm? Is that a thing you do? No. Oh. <laughs> because I, I think Jerry Springer does that. Yeah. yeah. I think okay. he okay. owns that, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your final thought? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed that, it. That's like the, the, like I said, it felt like pulling punches on gore scenes is really my only complaint. Other than that, this movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. And where, I, I, where, whereas you said like you liked the ending, you thought the ending was perfect. I thought it was a little soft. I don't. Um, I mean, I just mean that like it wrapped up the movie well. Like, yeah. You know, we were talking about how some movies just kind of end. The example I always go to is Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. How it's like you know you got all these creepy things going on, and then they go into this other dimension, and then at the end the house just implodes on itself. <laughs> it's like yeah. what? Why? Doesn't that happen but, in Simpsons? The well, house goes away. Remember? Because that's they're parodying Poltergeist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happened on The Simpsons first, right? The Simpsons did that. it first. Yeah, Simpsons yeah, yeah. did everything first. Yeah. Um, but no, I feel like this one, like, it actually felt completed. It felt like they came to a conclusion and then they ended the movie. Yeah. As opposed to Cure for Wellness, that came to a conclusion and the movie just kind of kept going kept for some moving. reason. Kept going hour after hour. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me though is the ability to do comedy and horror together. Like I haven't really seen in a while because it's so simple. I think this is the point I was going to say. Uh, it's also something, something I heard in the podcast is because it was so grounded in reality. You can deal with those jokes as being like, again, one of us would say a funny joke about like, man, you sh- shouldn't be at that house. And that feels real. Yeah. So it's not like a comedy horror. Like you said earlier, this is not like um, scream. Uh, what's the scream parody with scary movie, scary movie, right? It's not scary movie. So, and you know that. It's like, oh, this could be our one of our friends who went to a house and yeah, some yeah. stupid shit's happening. That's, I think, the beauty of it is that it just feels like a real scenario so that you can have comedy there, but you can also have like fucked up horror. Right. This movie's fucking great. Yeah. I, the, the thing was, when this movie was first, even when it was first announced, I was like tentative to, to even watch it on the show. Because I was like, is my white privilege going to let me like appreciate this movie? <laughs> right. And like, if I don't like it, am I, is it going to be like Ghostbusters where if I don't like it, I'm immediately labeled as a racist? Yeah. yeah. And, well, then, like and yeah. then the hype came out and it was like, everyone was like, this movie is fucking amazing. And I'm like, oh, great. Now, if I don't like it, I'm definitely going to be labeled as a racist <laughs> because everyone else loves it. We could just label you as racist anyway, if you want. You can do that if you want to. It wouldn't be smart. But, um, but you don't have to because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> and you also, yeah, I think it's because, you know, this main character, I think everybody can get behind. It, you know, it really isn't about him being black, white or whatever. It's just someone who, you know, could be your friend uh, in, in any color walk of life. It's just like this person who is in a situation where they, in the beginning, kind of know it's already fucked. Right. Right. Again, like that horror movie person who's like, yeah, don't go in there. Uh, right. he, he's British, isn't he? Yeah, and is actually, that's something I was kind of trying to decide if I should bring up or not. But he is British, 
the guy that plays Chris, I forget his name. Um, but uh, I, I was really impressed with his American accent. Oh, that's what someone said. It's a very thick British accent. Yeah, it? it's like it's almost Cockney, I think. Oh um, man, Daniel like, yeah. Yeah. Um But uh, he was on. Uh, or no, he was on Black maybe. Mirror. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. Right. That's where he that, found him. That's where Jordan Peele found him. That's yeah. that's where I saw him. Um, and it, maybe not Cockney, like South London, mm-hmm. just kind of like where he re- replaces uh, uh, like ths with f's. That 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 kind of. No, it was a perfect. Uh, the thing was like accent. it's like yeah, it's perfect American accent, but it wasn't just an American accent. He talked like an American black guy. And I thought that was just like another level to his American accent oh, that I oh. thought was pretty impressive. Something that I have to say, uh, so much of what makes this movie great is the facial reactions of people. Uh-huh. Uh, like when people, um, when... Uh, they cry. Georgina, yeah, when she's like... That close-up scene was th- beautiful. That close, and you just see so many... Uh, emotions. Emotions in yeah. her face. Yeah. In that, you know, minute and a half long scene. Yeah. And it just just makes you feel so much without saying a word. It makes that was you such hurt. a yeah yeah. It was such an intense scene. That was like you, you feel like like you were like right up close to her, mm-hmm. like you were him. Yeah, because the camera was so close to her face. But like, there's scenes with her and scenes with Chris where it's just like all in the face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's that, remembering stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that part, you know, that part in particular where she starts to cry like tears actually start rolling off of her eyes and she's laughing and it's like how many times in your life i mean maybe not many but when you've all you wanted to do is cry but you have to laugh something off yeah and how much that hurts inside yeah it's like so i mean that that i was immediately reminded of how that feels when she was doing that that's interesting you said that because that's another subtext, right? Like you see all these different little layers, unlike the cure for wellness <laughs> onion of hours of endings, is that, yeah, there's that other kind of stuff like, um, this actually was brought up in an interview somewhere, but like when you're in a situation you feel uncomfortable about and you just have to deal with it, yeah, that's another subtext, right? Like how many times we're in that all the time in our weekly life? We're like, oh, I don't maybe feel very comfortable here or at work. That's a good example. You're like, um, this is weird with my boss or my coworker, or whatever. And you just like, you got to get through it. Mm-hmm. You got to put the good face on. Yeah. That's another level. I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this movie score? is beautifully acted. My score is 10. I'm going to jump it. Jump it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give a fuck. It's 10. Wow. That's the first 10 that's ever been getting on the show. I, I can't see anything it's wrong with it. unofficial because he's a guest. Yeah, just, even still, it's the first. It, it is. It is our first unofficial. I, I can't see anything wrong with it. That, I mean, that's what you do in a score rating system, right? Like you go, eh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a point off of that or point five. It should be a nine point five, but I can't find the point five. The gore would be for you, yeah, but I don't have that. So, and the only other thing, in, it's it's something I'm not sure about is I a second watching. I, right, I like don't like know how good it would be on a second watching because so much of the tension, like we talked about, is the mystery. Yeah, but do you does the rating really come off of a second watch? I, you said it does. The rating comes off a of second watching, but I only want that experience once. I feel like I had it. Fair enough, um, but I might be wrong, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess when I'm watching a movie, I'm thinking about a long term investment. It's like, is right. this a movie that I want to go out and buy when it comes out on Blu-ray? Mm. And it's like if I if I can't watch it multiple times, then no. To show it to a friend, well, maybe, but 
how many friends can you show it to? I mean, yeah, different, yeah, different yeah, strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways. I mean, we've been doing this for three and a half years, and I think I think we're probably overly critical. Right, no, we definitely are. But yeah, it's. I I feel like we're fair at the same time. But most most of the time. And but it's good for you guys to to exist because that is a, to have both sides. That is really important. Well, yeah, it's like we'll give a movie a five, and people are like, "Oh man, you hated that," and it'll be like. No, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah, but it's it's a five. Yeah, I think our rating system is a well. A lot of other horror podcasts don't actually rate things like we do. Yeah, they'll just kind of do a recommend or yeah, it's like you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, and they call it I good. like the ratings. Um, yeah, and it's like I think ours is very balanced. Like you know, like I was saying, you know, one is just a terrible <laughs> shitty movie, couldn't possibly be worse. Ten is the greatest thing ever. Five is, it's it's fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. If somebody asked if they should watch it, yeah, go ahead. Whatever. Yeah, I, I think of it as three tiers. Um, like I was telling you the other day, our score is basically one through nine because we haven't given out a 10 yet. Right. And, you know, you can't even name a movie. You would give a 10. No. Um, I would give Shaun of the Dead a 10 because I think it's above and beyond. But mm. <clears throat> So it's kind of like one through three to me is a void. Four through six is worth a watch. And six through nine is like must watch. Seven and then obviously seven through nine, right? And then obviously you know different levels within each tier. Sure. Um, but I mean, my only real complaint is is the scenes where there could have been good looking gore, and yeah, I, I just like you, I was like fucking Blumhouse. But this movie proves that Blumhouse can make a good movie. <laughs> yeah, they just don't want to usually. Or, or, that's the way it seems. Seems like they just don't want to make a good movie. I wonder if it was they a, want to make marketable movies. I wonder Fuck if it's a Microsoft thing. I doubt it. They I mean, have, it, it could be. They could have a thing and be like, you know what? We we're going to give we'll you give a lot you X of money. amount of dollars, but you we don't want do too the, much gore. Yeah, the one thing that we can't you want talk Final about. Cut. Yeah, I don't know Final Cut for Microsoft. <laughs> Jesus, what's the world coming to? Final Cut's for uh, Max. Nerd joke. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Just, it's stupid, so don't ever talk again. <laughs> All right, what so we sh- anything else to say? Should we wrap this up? No, scores. Nine. Nine. Uh, I'm going to go eight. Okay. I got to take a couple points off because of uh, the because of the gore. It, it's like, it should have been there. Whether you like it or not, it should have been the there. That's the thing. Like I was saying, there's, there are times when your imagination is scarier than whatever they could put on screen. Yeah. But when you're clearly alluding to it, might as well just fucking show it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I mean the 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 lack of gore um, and uh, the ending. Like I said, I thought that I thought it was a little soft. It wasn't a bad ending. It was just it could have been better. So, Eight, nine, ten. Yep. I guess that that's an average of nine. So it's pretty pretty that's damn pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think saying this is a must watch is an understatement. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's 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 definitely even if you even if you can't see it as a return video a return movie like if you. Don't think you can watch it more than once. I guarantee you'll enjoy it at least you once. You still watch it at least once. And I also say what uh echo what Taylor said. I think it's an important film. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, who would have thought that a horror movie could be considered an important right. film in this day and age? Oh, I love that. Um I wanna kind of give out a shout out to John Squires. Um, for those people for people who don't know he's a writer for Bloody Disgusting, but he posted a tweet earlier today saying that uh in the seventies, horror movies had something to say. And, you know, that kind of went away in the 80s where it was just all slasher and it was just kind of a fun, you know, go to the movies, popcorn kind of thing. 
But in the 70s, movie, horror movies had something to say, and it was kind of a sign of the times, and that seems to be making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for better or worse, I guess we'll find out. But uh, if it's going to be movies like this, then I'd say it's for the better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. That's the show. We did it, guys. We made it. Carlos, thanks again for coming on. Oh, I always love being here. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you want to uh, shout out your, your Twitter and website and all that? Yeah, I just go to uh, follow me on Twitter, Onawa, O-N-A-W-A, and you can go to Near Me App, so it's N-E-A-R-M-E-E, <laughs> app, A-P-P, dot com, Near Me App. That's the website where you can get the link to the um, the app itself and just find out. I'm going to put like little blog posts up to like, hey, we got an update, and this is what happened. But yeah, we have a big update coming um, uh, Monday. When's this go up? Wednesday. Yeah, so the update should be up by the time uh, you hear this podcast, and it's going to be cool. I'll just say that. You have a <laughs> timeline for Android? Uh, Android is later this year. Okay. And uh, we're adding messaging, which is like the coolest part of the app, and that's not even in it yet. Um, and so you'll be able to message people that you meet. And so be like, hey, I'm right behind you. <laughs> yeah, that's the creepy <laughs> way to do it. Um, so, was was um, the 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 iOS only release was that just because you're more familiar with that or just it was a, it was it a technical thing my developer yeah okay. I have a developer that I work with and he was just like iOS is going to be easy for us to pull off okay um, and then we can only I can only afford <laughs> one <laughs> one port right now so but yeah in general uh, the app go to nearmeapp.com or uh, actually on Twitter it's at nearmeapp um, and we'll have a video up soon that will explain it but better than I can. But it's basically just meeting people that like the same things you like, but also uh, potentially finding other cool shit that you might like that's near you. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I, w- I had a really bad joke I wanted to make. Oh, good. Can't wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say everyone should get out and see it. <laughs> oh. I'm glad because no one hears the end of the podcast, right? Like, right. Everyone's heard yeah. off by now. Yeah. yeah. They so missed your whole they web missed website. That joke. They don't they don't, oh, they missed it. Yeah. They heard, okay, plug your stuff. They went, okay, done. <laughs> right at that moment. That's weird. <laughs> so we right now we're gonna be like hookah haka haka, like a leaky doo hoo. They didn't yep. hear that. Nobody heard that. Nobody heard that. <laughs> no one hears any of this right now. Um check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. They don't hear it. Sorry. They can, don't hear it. Can I finish? <laughs> Check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. Uh, Follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Just search for Grave Plot Podcast. And um, if you feel like you can contribute monetarily, we would greatly appreciate it. You can head to store.graveplotpodcast.com. Get yourself some Grave Plot Podcast merchandise. Or, of course, patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Get exclusive behind-the-scenes and Patreon-exclusive reviews for as little as a dollar a month. You're getting good at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, memory reflex. Yeah, and so we'll be back again and again. Back again and again. Yeah, again again and again and again and again. Sometimes my thoughts come faster. You're like than the end now. of cure for wellness. <laughs> Just kept going. <laughs> so we'll be back again in a couple weeks, guys, where we will be doing another theme episode. Oh god, I'm dreading <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> this one kind of like these movies had more in common than I expected. Yeah. We talked about how there was like a, the deer in both oh, movies. Yeah. I, thought oh, I also wanted to bring up that Get Out has like legitimate jump scares. 
that like yeah. it doesn't lead into him like every other fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like boom. And oh, like, and oh. people in the theater were like, "Oh, good lord!" Yeah. I, all yeah. the people in my theater went, "Ha!" <laughs> 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 oh, like yeah, to- totally saw that coming, right? Guys? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so next week or not next week, next episode, we're gonna be watching, or this is gonna be our vendetta episode. Yeah, we're we're both picking a movie that we know the other person hates. <laughs> Should we tell them what the movies are now, or wait? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, for Taylor, I picked the Amityville Horror remake, Fucking starring Ryan Reynolds. Garbage. <laughs> Stupid. And uh, I'm gonna make Tony watch Frailty. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Fucking McConaughey. Right. All right. Me. All right. Game Isn't over, Barry man. Pepper in that too, or something? Uh, I don't remember. Fucking Christ. Uh, and we're going to have a special guest, Max Zaleski. He's going to be the tiebreaker. He's, Tell he's, us which one's a better movie. He's going to be our guest referee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So catch up with us. Fucking Christ. <laughs> we got to go. I know. It's it's over at this point. Catch up with, with us again. Still can't next, do it right. Would you let me do it? <laughs> catch up with us again in a couple of weeks, guys. Till then, I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast. Actually, Carlos, you gave us this. Why don't you do it? Wait, what are you saying? Well, we're all a little dead inside. We're all a little dead inside, and my name's Carlos. So what twenty twenty four hours ago? I want to be sedated. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. I want to be sedated. Just get me to the airport and put me on a plane. Hurry, 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 before I go insane. I can't control my fingers. I can't control my brain. Control my fingers, I can't control my brain. No, no, oh, oh, oh.